Hello! What's up everybody? Welcome to the Wolf Den Live episode 118, live with special guest, Izzy Nobre. Welcome Izzy hey, to everybody. the show. Hey, how's it going? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, we can hear him good. Yes. Hey, Hopefully they can hear him good too. Yes. <laughs> uh, Izzy, hi, how are you? Yes, I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Bob? I'm doing fantastic. That's good to hear. Um, Will, farty yes. as always. Yes, of course. <laughs> He was farting up a storm before he uh, before just came on. <laughs> in my defense, an interesting way to meet in... somebody to be introduced somebody. Yes. Hi, I'm Will. In my defense, it runs in the family. <laughs> oh yeah, I fart like crazy. Yeah. Needed this coffee. This coffee's gonna make yeah. me real gassy. Oh yeah. It... Don't be surprised if halfway through the stream, Bob's gotta run to the bathroom. So Izzy, you have your own YouTube channel too. That's right. Actually. Uh, two YouTube channels. I have one uh, that uh, is the one that you know, the one in English. It's called the Izzy Nobre Show. And I have my main one, which is in Portuguese, because I'm from Brazil. And I talk about pretty much the same topics on both. So if you're watching one, some people tell me, oh, I wish I, you had subtitles on the other one. No, you're seeing it all. I basically cover the same kind of topics. I talk about technology, movies, uh, a lot about games recently. It's been doing well on my channel. Uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so I've, been, I've been talking a lot about games recently. There's a very specific reason why we have you on, though. That's right. Will knows why. Because last week, yes. what did we talk about last week? Last week we talked about uh, the PS Plus and Xbox Live games of gold, um, the free games, and one of those, one of the games for PlayStation Plus, yes, uh, involves ninety nine Vitas. Involves our, our good buddy. What does over that here? mean? <laughs> so ninety nine Vitas, uh, it means ninety nine lives. And the interesting thing is that when we're developing the game, uh, I'm part of a, a team, right? So it's uh, it's based on a podcast, a gaming podcast, in Brazil. And uh, we're privileged enough to say we're the number one gaming podcast in Brazil right now. So that with, and that comes a lot of opportunities, right? So this company approached us. These very professional, very competent people said, "We love you guys, and we love. We think there's a, a great opportunity for uh, for the property here." So they had the idea of doing a game, right? So in the early stages, we weren't sure what the game was going to be, and we kind of started working together with them. And we thought, you know, we all love games. We all, we all love uh, old school games, right? Like '90s, '80s. This is when we grew up. And the idea of creating a beat 'em up came up it's a style that you don't see that many games in that genre anymore so that's the direction we we took it and uh, it was a labor of love it took some two years and uh, a lot of infighting over some decisions some creative decisions some things that we wanted to change over this and that someone had this opinion someone else had this other opinion one of the things that i ended up losing on was the name of the game i thought <laughs> that it could be because the name of the podcast i actually came up with the name of the podcast 99 vitas 99 lives that was my idea and uh, my my, my co-host the, the co-creator uh he said yeah this is a great name let's go with that so when we went to create the game, we we're like, okay, so do we keep the name of the, the podcast or do we translate it so it has more mass market appeal? And I was in, in the opinion that, yes, we should translate it to 99, B, uh, 99 Lives so that we don't have to always explain to people what it means. But I lost <laughs> that decision three to one because the the, the other guys uh, felt that it was important to keep the brand um consistent across like the different mediums that we produce and it makes a lot of sense so the only the only problem is we always have to say oh it means 99 lives when we're i knew it i you know i should have guessed because yeah. i knew it was lives yeah should have guessed makes sense i mean vita means life and playstation vita yeah right? so portuguese isn't that far off from spanish no it isn't it's right. very close so, in fact most people yeah. speak like brazilians can for the most part understand spanish almost fluently we can't speak it very mm -hmm. well uh, the interesting thing is that that doesn't work the other way around. Spanish speakers, they have a lot of problems understanding Portuguese, which I always really? thought was really? Yeah, it's very weird. It only goes one way. I always yeah. thought that was very weird. 
That is weird. Yeah. Our mother's Italian and she understands Spanish. Yes, but she can't really the, speak it. Yeah. The Romance languages, yeah, like your Latin, your French, Portuguese. The... There's a lot of intersection with those languages, yes. Mm-hmm. So I put the link in the description. It is free. It's free. On PlayStation Plus right now. I actually yes. downloaded it right before we started. You click the link and you just hit download on the link and it'll automatically download to your PlayStation and, the next time you turn it on. Uh, it should be noted that it's cross-buy. It's available not just for PS4, but also PS3 and Vita. That's right. We got mm. your back. Like, you got... Yeah. We, we all have we have all the consoles and we know that a lot of people want to be able to play. Like, you know me, Bobber. So, you know I'm a big fan of portability. So, if a game right. has, like, a PS3 version, but it also has a Vita version, to me, that's that's a major selling point, right? So, I want to... I wanna, And it's also available out, like, on other platforms, too, not just on sony it's available on steam on pc and mac uh it's coming for the switch so that's uh that's to i mean that's when that's when uh i'll be all over (laughs) that's when i will be all over to be honest with you because as you know other than my trusty 3ds uh the switch is my gem (laughs) so I'll, i'll play that game a lot more on the switch than any other platform for sure i have a lot of questions that i'm not sure you can answer yeah let's try uh i want to know how playstation plus works for the developer so like do they give you money up front or like to be part of playstation plus do you get a certain amount of money depending on how many people download it tell me how as much as you can about that so as much as i can is basically nothing at all unfortunately one of the (laughs) (laughs) one of the problems i imagine you suspected as much right like one of the problems with uh, with sony is that they're very they like to keep that close to the chest right so unfortunately as a developer there's basically nothing i can talk about which is a bit of a bummer uh, but it's mm-hmm. kind of the deal that we sign up for. I, I can tell you that it's 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 great for a developer to have our game out there to a large audience like this. Because when people see, like, we had a game on a deal on Steam for a while, right? And I think it was three bucks at a point. But to some people, like, especially the younger people, even three bucks is, like, it's it's kind of a thing because they don't have their own credit card. They have to ask their parents and stuff like that. They have to get, get those, like, uh, Steam credit cards or whatever, whatever you get it. Like, uh, the gift cards, yeah. Yeah. So... Even if the barrier of entry is very low, to a lot of people, it's still, you know, it, it still is a problem to get the game. And some people pass the game even when it's very affordable because they just can't get their hands on. So having your game free to, for anybody to download and enjoy, it really bolsters the the install base, right? So it's it's great for us to to have our name out there like that for people to be downloading the game in the volumes that they are. So it's uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely awesome. Uh, now, of course. It's in the description. Download. Just click the link if you have PlayStation Plus, yes, free, and then just on. hit download. Just gotta, just yeah. get away you don't even. You don't even have to download it on your PS4. You just click the link and then hit download. Yeah. It'll automatically download next right. time you turn on your PS4. Mm-hmm. Or your Vita if you're one of the five people who's playing your Vita. Vita. Or your PS3 if you're still rocking a PS3. If yeah. you're living in the dark ages. Yes. Um, <laughs> Will. Yes, Bob. We all in the beginning of the month we always talk about the free games for PlayStation Plus and the free games for Xbox. Yes. What we gotta start doing is adding free games with twitch prime so if you don't know this we're on twitch and you can subscribe to us with twitch prime i do have a question yes when do they usually announce i don't know this went up uh this says march 13th this article damn that's early (laughs) yeah uh i I think well oh actually no this these are only available from march yeah oh so these this is old uh-oh. I think they they announced the April games. I think when they announced the initial lineup, there was also the April games. Let's go to the twitchblog.tv here. It was a little... Are you talking about the the Sony announcement for the games that would be available on, on PS Plus? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about uh, if you have... So if you have Amazon Prime, 
You can also get Twitch Prime. Right. And you get one free which, subscriber a month. Right? And you can subscribe to somebody on Twitch yes. for free once a month. It doesn't recur. It's just one time. You yes. just subscribe to somebody on Twitch. But also, if you link your Amazon and your Twitch account, you can download free games every oh, month. Just yeah, like PlayStation know. Plus and Xbox Live. Yeah, I have the list of April games. Uh, can you copy and paste it to the keep? Uh, so yeah, it's it. a Forbes article, so I apologize. Oh, Forbes. I love Forbes. Forbes is the best so this month for Twitch Prime, you get wait, is this it? This is April. Twitch Prime for April. Yeah, and these are all different games. It's uh Tales from the Borderlands, Steam World Dig Two, Kingsway, Tokyo Forty Two, and Dub Wars. Steam World Dig Two. Yes, that's, that's a, a big one. I like that. Have you played that? Have you played that, Izzy? It's on the 3DS, so of course. Oh, that's excuse true. me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's if you a didn't new know. DS release, so of course I'm playing it. If you haven't watched any of our other content with Izzy in it, you know that Izzy is Mr. 3DS over there. I'm keeping it alive. I'm keeping the dream alive. Yeah, you really, really, like with a defibrillator you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good game. It's a, it's a great game. I was happy to see it coming out on the 3DS and getting a little bit more uh, out of those legs, right? So, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good game. Tales of the Borderlands is something you wanted to play also. Yes, and uh, I have it because I got it with one of the other, I forget if it was Xbox Live or PS Plus, um, because I like the Telltale games a lot. I actually just finished um, Batman Season 2. Ah. Um, and yeah, this seems like it'd be something more my speed, because I don't know if I hate Borderlands, the regular series, because of its gameplay, and because of the universe, or... Because <laughs> no, I like the universe. Nobody in that game shuts up. I know, everybody, but that's it. That's the everybody's that's the charm. annoying, especially the claptrap. Oh god, I hate claptrap. I really do. Claptrap, the guy who plays the claptrap now works for Rooster Teeth. Really? Yeah. Oh look at that. As a game developer, he's I he's didn't... actually a developer. He's not a voice actor, oh, yeah. but he's also a voice oh, actor, yeah. I guess. Right on. Uh, so I guess we should get into some actual news. Yes. Um, the first thing that I have here to talk about, there's not much going on no. this week, but the first thing that I have here is. That Nintendo is going to have a bunch of crap at PAX that I wasn't expecting. Oh, nice. They're going to, they're like a bunch of games that are unreleased that you'll be able to play at PAX East, which I will be at. You will be uh, at PAX in, a, East. in like two days. Yes. It starts tomorrow. I didn't know that. <laughs> or if I knew that, I would have gone. I yeah. would have like booked my hotel earlier. But anyway, uh, so far, what they're going to have there at the booth. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which nice. is not out yet. I yeah. mean, it's out on the Wii U, but it's not right. out yet. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. That's cool. That's which, not out yet. Which is not out yet. Uh, Sushi Striker, The Way of the Sushi Do, which I forgot, and I really <laughs> want to play, actually. They showed Dark that Souls. At, uh, at the Direct, right, if I'm not mistaken, at the last Yes. 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 Oh, yeah, we, uh, we streamed that together. And no, we didn't. That was Dan. That was not you. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> gasp gasp but uh yes that i was excited for that game when i saw it for yeah. some reason i don't know why it kind of it reminds me of like uh yoshinoya beef bowl mm -hmm. like those games uh dark souls remastered is also gonna be that's, there that's big uh wolfenstein 2 the new colossus that which doesn't come I'm out until the end of the year yeah i'm very excited for that one but i'm like i'm tempering my expectation right because like when doom came out for the switch I bought it on principle. I thought that I want to see these kinds of games on the Switch, and I feel that it's important as a consumer for me to vote with my wallet, right? And I played very little of it because I couldn't... There's something about the sensitivity of the controls that I couldn't quite get right. Uh, the people over at the Switch subreddit on Reddit, they have these little tips and tricks to kind of fine-tune the sensitivity. I tried with the Pro Controller. It just... It, I can't 
put my finger on it, but there's something kind of funky with the controls in that game. And it kind of, I had a hard time enjoying it. I want to jump back into it to get my money's worth. But now yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. that's kind of the, 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 the feeling I have with Wolfenstein because I'm, I'm wondering, like, is this something that for whatever reason it's I, I, like I can't I can't explain why the controls feel so weird. And I wonder because I never played any other first person shooter for the Switch. I'm not sure if they're easy. They're easy I, I had a fine time with Doom. Yeah, I didn't try I, the motion controls. Yeah, I didn't try the motion controls. Either. I, hear they I, improved I played this experience a lot. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. I've mostly played Doom in handheld mode, and like to me, I was just blown away by the fact because I already played it on the Xbox One, and I was just blown away by the fact that it's the exact same game. Yeah, that I can play on the toilet. Um, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. With regards to Wolfenstein, I'm currently playing that on my PS4, and I'm pretty sure I'm right at the end because difficulty just ramped up substantially, and I'm. It's a really good game, but part of me is regretting that I didn't wait for the Switch version. So that I could just pick it up and play whenever I want. You know, I have to go downstairs, turn on the PS4, turn on the TV, all that. I don't have it. Like, because like once you have the Switch, the ability to just pick it up and play Absolutely. whenever is a beautiful thing. If like that, that's that's why that's my main thing now. Yeah. Like, if a game comes out for everything, I want it on the damn Switch. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why I, wait, I waited for South Park because I'm like, there's no way this is not coming to the Switch, right. and it is. So I'm definitely getting that. That's the same with me. If I'm a big yeah. fan of portable uh, portables, right? Like I'm not sure if you can see it. Uh, I have like Game Boys lying around everywhere. Uh, I have <laughs> Game Boys on my wall here. I'm not sure if uh, Will is. Yeah. You got a good. You got a good. But I have like, set up right there. Like, oh wait, let me, oh, let me yeah, make the, that bigger. Oh, those Hold are on. nice. Yeah. Let keep that. Keep that going. Yeah. So there I have like a, a Game Boy collection here, as you can see. They're all yeah. uh, on little frames. Oh, just humble brag with the plaque. Just humble yeah. brag a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just humble brag with the plaque. <laughs> you have one too. You can't say nothing. I know. I know. This is the old one too, so the layout. Yours is much nicer. Uh, so is this, it really? There's there's a newer one. There's an even newer one. Wow. Look at that. So like the frames are a little thinner. And the frames the down here, yeah, like, was colored. You see, yeah. Then this month they came out with a newer one. Really? Oh, yeah. really? So we got we ours is even old now. Wow. Yeah. It's it looks nicer than mine. That's for sure. So I have, I like I like how it looks like the 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 Game Boys. The rest it looks of like the, the same yeah. case. Yeah, yeah, it looks kind of yeah. It's, it's got a got yeah. theme going on here, and that's not even all the Game Boys I have, right? Like I have I, have I believe a it a bunch. So I've always been a fan of portables my whole life, and the idea of a console that is essentially a mix between a regular, let's say, tabletop console and something that you can carry with you on the go uh, was something that I was I was on board right away. I was a yeah. little, because of what happened with the Wii U, I was like, can Nintendo pull this concept off, right? Because the Wii U felt like it, they were kind of hinting at going in that direction, but they didn't commit fully, right? Like the, whatever you call that, the controller for the Wii U, they had a little... I think they just call it the gamepad the gamepad right like uh yeah so i i had a feeling like are they gonna actually fully bake this idea or is it gonna be like the gamepad like so when it was clear that no this is basically a, a portable like a, a system that you can play in the living room and you can just pick it up and move and, and play wherever as will was saying in the toilet um <laughs> so yeah if, if a game comes out on all systems i'm buying the we uh, the, the switch version but i have to yeah. ask and i know you've discussed this before but since we're talking on the subject and i want to get will's point of view on this too physical or digital digital for the switch or for the, in general for the, switch. for the switch for the switch i'm digital but i don't know if that's the right way to go because it's, it's tempting because the physical games are usually a lot cheaper because right. like amazon always they has are? sales on specific that. yeah amazon always has sales on the physical versions um you know you can go to like gamestop or ebay and get the physical versions for a lot cheaper than you can the digital because the digital versions you're pretty much married to what you know nintendo is doing and nintendo doesn't really like have sales very often 
Um, they they Amazon was running a sale on Odyssey for a while. It was it wasn't much. It was only like ten eleven dollars, but I, mean, I snagged that's, that's it. Ten bucks, right? That's another that's yeah. another digital download right there. Exactly. Uh, I'm only saying physical because because um, you can't transfer. Digital, digital files. That's yeah. That's yeah, another thing too. You can't yeah. transfer your digital until game. they like fix that whole situation. Like if I if I if I break my switch, I'm screwed. My games are gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but um, going back to Wolfenstein for a second, uh, it it is a very different. It's still a first person shooter, but it is a very different game from Doom. It's much more stealth focused. It's at times a little bit slower, um, and it has much more emphasis on like the story aspect of it. Right. Um, so in that regard, because Doom is like very fast, very like kill everything right now type of game. There's so a sense I of urgency like, that I feel needs that the accuracy, right? Like maybe that's yeah, what exactly. A game like Wolfenstein, I feel like they can get away with maybe not not necessarily like less accurate controls, but less accurate than Doom. I would say. Did you play Izzy uh, the first Wolfenstein or the last Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein: The New Order. Uh, no, I didn't play the new <laughs> generation Wolfensteins. No. Yeah. So I've been playing, I played the new Order, I loved it, it was, I thought it was great. I'm playing the new Colossus now, it's good, I don't know if it's better, but it's still very good. Um, but yeah, it's very, there's a lot more stealth elements in this one, there's a lot more um, being patient with what you do type of situation. So I feel like, you know, the Switch might be good fit for it. I'm fixing our audio sync, so the audio might sound a little weird for a okay. second. Just throwing that out there. Just so you know. Let's finish talking about the games that they're gonna have at PAX. <laughs> okay, uh, Wolfenstein 2 and the New Colossus, yes. which again doesn't come out to like December, I think. No, I think it comes out in the summer. Summer? Yeah. I thought it was the end of the year. I'll look it up. You keep reading the. Okay. Also, AJ, DM me how that sounds. If this is better. Sorry, everybody. That our audio is out of sync. Listen, <laughs> this is a minimal technical difficulty for all the crap we got going on. All right. It's true. <laughs> also, I forgot to do a local recording. It's your fault because you didn't remind me. <laughs> Uh, Travis uh. Strikes Again and No More Heroes. Nice. Which I have an appointment to play, not at the Nintendo booth because Nintendo doesn't like me. But it, it might actually be, they email me, it might be off-site. Really? It might not be there yet. Interesting. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. But I am excited for that. I've never played a No More Heroes game. You've played No More Heroes. Uh, no, actually. I've always wanted to. Them. Oh, yeah, I've never played No More Heroes, so I'm excited for that. Uh, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. I have no interest at all to play that. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy at the Nintendo booth. Not, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, apparently we're still a little bit out of sync. I'm going to fix that one second. Uh, Amazon has this as, as Wolfenstein as December 31st of 2018, which means it doesn't have a release date. December 30th. Oh, but it's December. December 31st. Does that mean it's any time during like it's the year? I a placeholder. Oh, I thought it's that meant that way. Yeah, that's an odd date for a game to come. Yeah, out. like specifically, like New Year's Eve. Yeah, what the hell? AJ, tell me now how that sounds. Um, also, AJ is going to be at PAX. Yes, I knew that. And both of us are going to be playing uh, Travis Strikes again. Nice. Yay! That's fun. What are you looking forward to the most at PAX? Um, my conversation with uh, Greg Miller and Joey Noel actually on Sunday. Oh, and the meet and greet. We're doing a meet and greet. Oh, nice. That too. Uh, but mostly the conference because I, I excited to sit down and talk to one of the people that I look up to very much in the video games space. Um, and again, I will be at the New York Auto Show <laughs> at the Jacob Javits Center this Saturday. 
<laughs> For those of you in New York who are into cars, <laughs> uh, you have to watch Gus. Oh, what's his name? Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson on YouTube. He has a good video of him yeah. at the New York Auto or at in Auto Show. It's very. I will funny. watch it. I will. I will be taking over our Instagram account, which is me at the Auto Show. Just like heads up. <laughs> No. Well, the no, you can't take over the Instagram account. I'm gonna be using the Instagram account. It's our Instagram account. I know, but you, there can't be two s stories going on at the same time. I don't see why there can't be. <laughs> take a bunch of stuff and hey, then you know in the stories, middle of next week, then post them. Stories are confusing enough as they are if you think about it. So it's okay because like you'll be scrolling yeah. stories and it's like oh there's this, like I follow a lot of people in the retro gaming community. So it's like a bunch of Game Boys and and DSs and then there's a thing of a concert. Then there's somebody walking by the lakeside and there's another concert. It's all a mess anyway. Yeah. I'm fixing our audio again. One second. All right. All right. How's that, AJ? Oh, how's this? There we go. Uh. Anyway, more games. There's a bunch of indie stuff. Just shape. Just shapes and beats. Just just shapes and beats. I hope well. it's just shapes and beats. <laughs> Dead cells. The messenger. Ooh. Yes. Oh, that sells. I'm so excited. The messenger oh, is the one that I wanted to play. Nice. Yeah. That they just announced that game. Yeah. That's crazy that it's gonna be playable. Uh, Lumens remastered. Luminous. Yes. Luminous. God damn it! I always screw that up. Yeah, you do. Luminous. I. You know what? I. I. I love me some portable puzzle games like Tetris is one of my one of my Game Boys all the time. And Dr. Mario. But mm -hmm. Luminous, I could never get into. And the thing I remember the most about Luminous is that back in the day of the early days of PSP modding, they figured out there was one exploit with one of the Luminous games that would allow you to hack your PSP. Back in the day when this is like very ooh, specific ooh. to certain hardware, you need to like plug things in and you had to pretty much put in a Konami code and take out the... Anyway, it was a bunch of things that you had to do to, to unlock your PSP. And there was a, a, an exploit that somebody figured out that you would download like a, a, a TIFF, like, you know, the, the file... Uh, yeah. format like for images you download a tiff file put it in your um in your save and then you try to boot that save up through lumines and that would trick your your psp into becoming open to running unsigned code namely homebrew emulators uh pirated games and so on and that made the psp version of lumines skyrocket in the auction <laughs> sites because everybody was buying it to modern right, right. PSPs. Uh, pe people were doing that with uh Twilight Princess for the Wii. Really? They, they had, you, you put in a disc of Twilight Princess, and that's how you get the homebrew running. Something like that. Interesting. Something weird like that. So that's a thing. I don't yeah. know why, but that's that's a thing uh, that happens. Did it become very expensive as well, like Luminous for the PSP? No, no well, Twilight Princess Twilight was Princess always like expensive. Every, everybody owned Twilight yeah, good Princess. Point. Good yeah. point. Oh, the audio... What? I'm, try I'm still trying to figure out the audio sync issue with, with AJ while this is all happening. All right, well, you do that. Uh, Runner 3, uh, West of Loathing, which I was into. Um, Pool Panic. Uh, is this right? Pode? Pode? I don't know. It's it's not how it looks. P-O-D-E. It's That's a band, right? That's P-O-D. Yeah, that's P-O-D. <laughs> I love those guys. I still love those guys. Our friend played with them like a no, like right. a year ago. Yeah, really. And I didn't. Wait, they're, still I to see it. they're still doing. They're still. Yeah, they're still. P.O.D. Yeah. Yeah. still a band. P.O.D. still around. No, none of my friends went for some reason. Ah. Uh, I found out the day it was happening. I was like, "What? I want to see P.O.D." I would have totally seen P.O.D. You no, know, you know, I I would have seen too. You know what the the conspiracy theory back in the day about P.O.D. was? <laughs> no, what? Please <laughs> tell me. They did oh, yeah. 9/11. That's everybody knows. Yeah, that. everybody, everybody knows that they did 9/11. <laughs> 
No, the, the thing is about POD is that there was a big, uh, I grew up uh, in a very Christian household, right? So right. Uh, people in the same condition as me, we were only allowed to listen to Christian music. So whenever a band that was popular came out and there was some rumblings on the internet that they might be Christian, that opened them up to now they're, they're fair game for you to listen true. to. In POD, there was this big commotion, this big like conspiracy theory about whether or not they were because some of the lyrics seemed to hint at religious, uh, uh, there's some religious... Uh, uh, tones to some of their 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 music and yeah, yeah. there were some rumors that they started out as a christian band but then they distanced themselves from that demographic same thing with evanescence with uh nickelback at, at first because they started Nickel? playing in church so really we were on the, yeah we we're on the look that was the exploit that was like our luminous Jeez. to unlock our psp we had to look <laughs> out for if the band had any kind of religious uh, influence if they were christian at some point or if they played at a church for some point we could bring the cd back to mom and dad and say hey these guys yeah. sing about jesus i can listen to this in the car right it's interesting we, we i was putting the audio the opposite way that it should have been going this whole time so uh, now we should be a little bit better now okay um where were we uh we were talking about late 90s early 2000s rap metal Yes. That's anyway, Runner 3 is also going to be <laughs> Paxi's. Yes. Uh, West of Loathing, which is the game that you want to play. Yeah. Uh, I, that's play I can't believe that all these games are playable. These are the games they announced like a month ago in their indie showcase. Uh, I know. That's yeah. crazy. Not even a month ago. Like two, three weeks ago. Garage, which, you know, I'm not that interested I thought in I was, but I don't know if I am anymore. And Next Up Hero, which I don't know yeah. anything about. Those are all the games. So what I want to play... And what I'm trying to get, get a, what I'm gonna try to get footage of, is uh, I guess I gotta get Don Don Country Tropical Freeze, yeah. which is not gonna be very exciting because that game's out already. Yeah. Um, well, so is Hyrule Warriors, so is Wolf of Science, so is Dark Souls. I don't really care about Hyrule Warriors. No. No. Do you care about Hyrule Warriors? Does anybody care about Hyrule Warriors? Uh, I mean, I do, but I mean, it's not like at the top of my list. Right. Uh, Sushi Striker, I gotta play. Yeah. Gotta play some Sushi Striker. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered is probably at the top of my list to play. Yeah. Because that's going to be important. Yeah. Uh, Wolfenstein is another one. Mm -hmm. Travis Strikes Again is another one. Well, that one I'm definitely playing. Yeah. I guess the top two for me are Dark Souls and Travis Strikes Again. And then I guess three would be Wolfenstein. But then I also got to check out Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, and The Messenger. Yeah. Those are those are my the games that I got to play. So next week you will probably get a video based on that. I'm very excited to see that video. Oh, thank you very much. You know, you're not going to be there. I'm not, I'm not just saying this. You know, I'm a. <laughs> you got, you got you're not going to be there, but you're going to be at VidCon. You're tempting me to go to VidCon. Come on, dude. Let's do VidCon. Let's do it. Let's do it together. We're going to be scrolling <laughs> through the hallways, hand in hand. Skipping. Skipping. Yeah. Skipping. I skip. Apparently, we fixed the audio. No, that's good. Yeah, I see people in the chat. Will. Here. Thanks, Will. No problem. Your help. No, I, I do my best. We're talking. They were saying that uh, uh, Eric said uh, RIP. Uh, rip in peace. Audio issues. So I think any, we're good. Anybody care about any of the games we were talking about? This is what we do. We usually talk about a. We usually hit a story mm -hmm. and then go into the chat and yes. see what people are saying about the story. Right on, yeah. Most of the time, people in the chat are talking about nonsense. Yep. AJ just said Crash is trash, and I think I'm friends off with AJ. Definitely not. No, you and AJ, you got some beef going on. I got mostly because of the 3DS. And since stuff. he's not here to defend himself, I can just say whatever I want. AJ has a hate boner. For the 3ds <laughs> and it's unmerited and it's i i unfair. do too a little bit why? i have a hate i, I have a hate showed for the 3ds <laughs> why i don't know like uh, the 3DS it's because it's antiquated get out of here we have the switch already yeah but the switch doesn't go in a pocket we had this conversation many a time that's just well he's got you there well here's here all right here's the third topic because now we got will here okay we got a debate yeah 
3DS versus the Switch. That's not a fair debate. They're, they're, How is it not fair? They're two completely different things. Thank you. I, Izzy, Izzy would, be, would, would, uh, would beg to differ. Like. I, mean, I think I just changed who my favorite wolf is. <laughs> Look, if, if you're asking me if I was to get a game on the Switch or the 3DS, I'm going to get it on the Switch because personally I play it more. I don't know when the last time I touched my 3DS was. I mean, I'm sure, Izzy, you would get... If a game was on 3DS and Switch, you would get it for the Switch. I'd get both, but I would likely play it more on the 3DS. Well, why because, would you get both? Wait, you would likely why play would more, you get both? You would likely play it more on because, the 3DS? Uh, because I have, I guess because I, I, I hate money, I suppose. Because I just like, I, I play on the 3DS more only because okay. it follows me no matter where I go. Whereas the Switch, while I love the potential it has as a portable console, it's it almost never leaves my house, right? Because the Switch is a bigger thing. It's more involved. There's a bit That's of a, where... Okay. That's where the whole thing starts to fall apart. Okay. Is is that like you're saying that the Switch and the 3DS are separate things? Yes. Two completely different things. Yes, and they're they're even for like completely different markets. I would argue. But then Izzy says he'd rather take his 3DS out of the house than the Switch, and that is where you're losing me. That <laughs> is where it's like, uh, what is going on? <laughs> well, no, I, I can sort there. of see. That. Because a lot of people do use their Switch as a home console. Yeah, I have a lot of home friends right. who never take it out, especially in Brazil. This yeah. is very common because it's very violent down there. And you don't want to be walking yeah. around with something that costs, like I think the translate, like the conversion, uh, the Switch is uh, $299 American, right? In Brazil, yeah. after the currency exchange, it's more like close to $600. It's more than twice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's rough out there. So you don't want yeah. to be walking around with this thing. Yeah, no, I've, I've played Max Payne 3. <laughs> Ian Quinn says, "Get this fool out of here with this 3DS nonsense." That's the type of vitriol I, I like seeing. I'm, I'm losing. I got two right here, buddy. I got two. <laughs> You're a big 3DS proponent. I am, man. I just love. It's such a large library. The system is fully developed. There's every genre is well represented there. It's so pocketable. It's it, it's affordable. It's easy to find. You, your friends are more likely to have that because it's it's cheaper. Uh, you can you can play your DS games. There, dude. There's such a big catalog of DS games I never played, and I'm finally getting back to. It. And I had a DS. I still have my DS Lite right here. This thing is a beauty still. Like look, this thing. This thing's awesome. So yeah, uh, Fabian in the chat says if you put the Joy Cons in one pocket and the Switch in the other, if you put the Joy Cons in one pocket, the Switch fits in the other pocket. I don't. This is what AJ was saying. Yeah. No, come on. No, no, no. It's a thing, dude. It's like a tablet <laughs> in your pocket. Come on. That's yeah, that's not. You can't. It's too much. Like, yeah, I, I, I'll grant that you could, but you shouldn't, and you don't want to. Yeah, Izzy, did you hear that sound? I that did. That's happened? awesome. I don't know why that happens. That's because when I play, when I play, I think it's because Lethal Storm just donated five. Well, I know what I know why it happens, but I don't know why it goes into the Discord audio. Oh, I don't know. Because desktop sounds don't play, but that does for some reason. I don't know. That's weird. Put money in your pocket. That's fine. But yes, you can read this super chat if you want. Yeah. So Lethal Storm says he donated five dollars to the chat, and he says, "Will Mania match card predictions?" Also, love the video today. Uh, he is, of course, referring to WrestleMania. Oh. Uh, Izzy, that is a wrestling yeah, thing. Okay, yeah, I don't, I'm know, if, right, I don't yeah. know if you're into uh, into uh, professional wrestling, so sports entertainment. Will's prediction on... My predictions for WrestleMania oh. that's coming up. Um, I think The Undertaker will return as the American Badass. Not, the motorcycle yes, guy. Because okay. Kid Rock's going in the Hall of Fame, and Kid Rock oh. played his theme music. Uh, I think Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus um, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think Daniel and Shane are going to lose, and Shane's going to turn heel. Uh, I think 
Oh, I know Roman's going to win the title. Big shocker there. Um, I think Nakamura is going to beat Styles, and I think that's going to be the main event, the final match of the night. Eric Henley in the chat. Is that a Joy-Con in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) (laughs) Also, that Dixie... Oh, I'm losing the chat here. That Dixie Rasta... You turn the Joy-Cons on every 10 seconds in your pocket, yeah, and that's, that's true. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I have my extra Joy-Cons on my nightstand next to me, and every time I, like, open the drawer, like, just breeze past it, it turns it, it turns itself on. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. And somebody, I saw somebody in the chat saying this, and I wonder what you guys, I don't think you guys ever discussed this, because I think I would have seen this video, because I've been on the lookout for rumors like this. But uh, there's a lot of talk, right, uh, about the possibility of a Switch Mini. And I'm sure you've seen the yes. mock-ups, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. What they have in mind is something about the form factor of uh, Vita, right? And it wouldn't have detachable Joy-Cons. So it, it would basically be a smaller version of the Switch with uh, controls that are just bolted onto the thing. That would- oh, that's it. That's it. I wasn't expecting that. To have controls built onto it. That's a yeah. The idea is that you smart way because I mean the joy cons are small enough as is, right? So if they made a smaller mm-hmm. switch with even smaller joy cons, it would be for for babies, right? For ants. So <laughs> the idea, and right. I thought it was smart, right? Like because Nintendo has always, when they put out a system, like especially with the portables, they have always, with the exception of the Virtual Boy, if you consider that a portable, they have always refreshed the the lineup with a lighter, smaller version of the console, right? So it's you know, it's likely that the Switch would also see such a, a revision. And if it were to happen, that idea actually seems very logical to me to have a smaller version of the Switch that wouldn't be focused so much on like, you know, detaching Joy-Cons and playing with friends. It would be like your own personal Switch experience that's if you want to play with like friends and detach Joy-Cons and put it on the dock, that's not the one you buy. But if you just want something smaller that that has the same library, and it's perhaps more uh, portable. They have always moved in that direction of creating a system, and then years down the road, a more portable variant of that system. We saw that with the the Game Boy Pocket. We saw that with the GBA SP with the Micro. We saw that with the DS Lite, right? So, it's it seems to me that history shows that it's something I, we shouldn't be so surprised if they put something like that out. And that's a day one purchase for me. That's, I would not be surprised if there is like a revision of the Switch, but. You know, you're mentioning all the portable systems. They've never, they've never really done. I mean, they've done revisions of like their home consoles, but not major ones. It reminds me a lot of the 2DS. Yeah, because the 2DS uh, is it, it. It removes some of the functionality from the 3DS. The, the main I, one it removes is 3D. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but then there's the the original one that came out, right. which was just wasn't a clamshell. Like yeah. uh, it's like the top of an axe. It's yeah. like the doorstopper uh, model, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. And and when that came out, a lot of people were like, this is weird. And I was like, that is perfect because it's yeah. cheaper and it's better for kids. Yeah. And I think a Joy-Con that – because every time – like when I, when I quote unquote predicted the Switch, I was totally – I was like, they are not going to have detachable controllers. That is ridiculous. And then they did. Yeah. The reason I thought it was ridiculous is because the more moving parts you have, the more chance you have to break stuff. Like when mm-hmm. I worked at GameStop, everybody's trying to trade in their 3DSs with the hinge broken. Yeah. Because everybody breaks the hinge off because it's a moving part. And I, would, I thought that would happen with the Joy-Con, but they did a really good job developing the Joy-Con. To give it to a kid, like a five-year-old, I would much rather give a five-year-old a, a console that has the controllers attached. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see them... Unless they like have, like in terms of features... Like the main features, like motion controls, the IR sensor, 
plays all the same games, same internet connection, all things like that. Unless that's the same across the board, I don't see them doing a revision of the Switch in any capacity. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think the most plausible, because I, I think that putting the Joy-Con on is a great way to circumvent the fact that you can't make the thing any bigger or smaller because you have to have the Joy-Con. Yeah. The Joy-Con are not going to change. That is what the, There's not going to be a version 2 of the Joy-Con. Definitely that not. is how yeah, the Joy-Con not. are. Yeah. Look at the Wii controller. The Wii... Mo- the, the, the Wii controller. The Wii that, remote, yeah. That went through two generations of console. Yeah. Um, I think the most plausible is that they just get rid of the bezel and they make the screen bigger. I think that's the most plausible. Yeah. Also, too, like, you know, the main gimmick of the Switch is, you know, it's a home console and a portable. Like, if they get rid of that, right. you know, then what is it? Uh, Jesse A. in the chat says, I am, a, I am kind of fat and the Switch fits perfectly in my sweatpants. There you go. Are you one of those people who wears your sweatpants out of the house? That's a no-go for no, me. Come it's a on. no for me. What about if you're going just to Walmart? No. No. Never. No, at, no, Walmart, no. that's the type of people. Yeah. <laughs> I sw- when I was in college. Almond milk, because yours went bad. You still not? Almond milk. <laughs> it's when I was in college, and I would see all the people wearing like their pajamas or their sweatpants to class. No, don't go to college in pajamas. I hated those people. I always, always put on jeans. No Show some respect what. for the people yes. around you. <laughs> Absolutely. Put some pants on, I think for the, the love of God. only time... No, even when I went to the hospital, I put on jeans. You did? Yeah. Seriously? It was like 3 in the morning. It was 3 in the morning. Two, I put on, so, on jeans. So, so let me get this straight. We, so if you get into a tractor accident and it chops off your arm, you're going to like, wait, 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 wait. Where's my pleats? Like, you gotta, yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Well, if I get into a tractor accident, I'm probably already up and working, so I'll be wearing <laughs> That's true. jeans. You're not going to be in your sweatpants. A tractor wearing a suit? I mean, no, whoa, whoa. No. We're, not in, we're not a suit. No, not suit. We're just like not pajamas or sweatpants. Okay, yeah, only pajamas and sweatpants are for the house. Sweatpants with uh, coffee stains or a suit. That's it. Oh, that's, that's it? Yes. Well, I mean, no. You just can't leave the house I'm in your sweatpants. Yeah. Or, or, or you're going to the gym. You can go to the gym and whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But if you're going to be going to freaking class, put some damn pants on. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, AJ brought something interesting here up. He said... Uh, sarcastically as he, AJ is ought to do hey kids remember Labo too effing bad can't play it on the system that's made for you he's making reference to the let's that's true it, the mini switch yes that happens but you gotta think of that nah you can connect the joy get you have to buy Joy-Con for that though but then it's, you have to buy an extra thing, like if you want Labo this is not the model for you right like that, but right. I feel like they're gonna there's gonna be this big push for Labo and they're not gonna want to like cannibalize that push think, though, with a, a version yeah, of the maybe, switch that's not gonna work for it I, I've always thought the Labo is gonna be like it's a niche thing right like it's not gonna be don't you think like I I don't know yeah it's it's not it's a niche it's a niche thing but I feel like they're they're gonna push it enough that they're not gonna want to release a version of the switch that you can't use it with I think if they release a new version of the switch we're like a year or two out yeah like, oh absolutely no doubt so about Labo's that. gonna be yeah. way no old by yeah, then so yeah. if be... anything if they release a new version of the switch the the tablet part is what's gonna change not the joy cons not the dock then nothing else. So you're thinking like small. You're thinking like uh, baby steps. Right. So smaller bezel and exactly because they're like they're gonna want the accessories to all work. Fair enough. You know the same. Uh, smaller bezel, maybe a faster processor, maybe a bigger hard drive space. That would that um, would be a very welcome uh, change. Yeah, for sure. A, a improved kickstand and oh, a better Je- SD card slot. Jesse, terrible. 
Yeah. Jesse A says, my sweatpants are Michael Kors with lambskin leather on the pockets, <laughs> and I got them from Neiman Marcus, so you can bet I wear them out, man. Fair enough. I hope that's true, because <laughs> that totally just defeats our yeah. argument. <laughs> I need a picture tweeted at yeah. me of these freaking sweatpants. <laughs> um, all right, let's get... Yeah, so let's, let's try to plow through some stories here. We're like an hour into the show. Um this is one that I didn't have originally, but AJ brought to my attention. Okay. Nintendo is making a new engine for Switch developers. Ooh. Yes. Uh, this is from NintendoToday.com, which I don't know how. I've never even seen this website uh-huh. before. So I don't, I don't know how much I trust this. But oh, this is from yesterday. Uh, Nintendo is making a brand new game engine for the Switch, and they have shared it with a few select developers at GDC 2018. Oh, so that has to have some clout to it. The new engine is called Bezel. <laughs> yeah, look at that. And that's about all we know right now. Nintendo held a session at GDC, Game Developers Conference, behind closed doors last month where they shared the technology uh, where they shared the technology selected developers, okay? And showed how the engine made it possible, quote, to create games in a short period of time while keeping development costs as low as possible, end quote. Maybe Nintendo will share more details at E3 in a couple months. Then there's like a what looks like a PDF document mm-hmm. that says Bezel Engine Nintendo Wear TM. Uh Nintendo has a face as a software maker that delivers various game titles to customers, but it is also a platform holder that provides development environments to game developers. Among them, we have asked developers of games for Nintendo platform, quote, to provide an environment that can create interesting games in a short period of time while keeping development costs as low as possible, end quote. Middleware called, quote, Nintendoware Bezel Engine, end quote. We are developing and offering in this session, we introduce the concepts and features of, quote, Nintendo Wear Bezel Engine, end quote, and the points we focus on during development. So, they're making a game engine. Yes. Nintendo has incredibly polished games. Yes. This will be an incredibly polished engine. If it's used properly, yes. If it's used properly, explain. Well, if they give it to a third-party developer who doesn't know what they're doing... Doesn't right. as, yeah. It's all it's all about who's using it. Right. Nintendo, I, you know, they have polished games, but that's because they have like very disciplined people making the games. I see this as uh, an engine that I mean, engine you can always break an engine. Yeah. But like, look at Unreal Engine Four or whatever. Yeah. Where everybody creams themselves over Unreal Engine, and then look at freaking PlayerUnknown's Battleground. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that runs but, on Unreal Engine. I didn't know that. It yep. does, yes. And so does Fortnite. Oh. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if Fortnite does. But Fortnite's made by Epic, who makes the Unreal Engine. So chances are it's running on Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, I see uh, I see Nintendo making an engine that can break... That That is more is less likely to break right. than a traditional game engine. Of course, developers can break it. But mm-hmm. I think that this is awesome. I think this is really cool. Yeah. And it'll make things a lot easier for a lot of people, especially to make Switch games. Yes. And any developers need more tools to make Switch games. Absolutely. And uh, third-party developers in general, because, yeah. you know, help bring things to the Switch. Will, I know you're looking at it. Yep. LK, my, my best friend, LKM Cherokee, thoughts on Dark Knight's Metal 6 and Doomsday Clock 4. Uh, I've read them both. Uh, Ooh, Doomsday, this is the first. This is the first. <laughs> Doomsday Clock 4. So it was very good. Uh, it it told the origin of the new Rorschach. Uh, I won't spoil it. I like Doomsday Clock, but it's 
going at a very slow pace. Like, it's 12 issues. I don't, at this rate, I don't know if they'll be able to tell the whole story in 12 issues. That's how slow it's going. I'm liking it. I'm just concerned that they're they're not going to finish in 12 issues. As for Metal, I liked it as it started, but then it lost me. Small spoiler from for Metal 6, but halfway through the issue, the artwork changes, and now it's like a few months into the future, and like they're all wearing tuxedos, and they're in Wayne Manor, and like they're talking about the future of the Justice League. It was very weird. So I definitely need to... I didn't get a chance to reread Metal before I read Six like I wanted to, but I'm definitely going to reread everything because I know I missed something. So I, 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 as of right now, I feel let down by the last issue of Metal, um, but I'm going to reread it because I, I know I missed something. So I'm going to give it another chance. Uh, v Kermode in the chat says anyone play Metopia? just wondering xd that's defunct that, yeah that's shut down uh Sad also thing. i think he's talking about that uh isn't there a, like a me stories or whatever on the 3ds maybe that's what he's talking about well there's not that Tomodachi... you have 3ds well, no, in all seriousness wasn't that tomodachi life Tom... there, um there maybe. was tomodachi life but then there was me there was a me game on the on the 3ds and I, there I was suspect he might be referring to that because Metopia shut down a while ago Mm-hmm. What was the what was it was me something? It was like an RPG. Yeah, it's know. the one where you ha- you can have your friend's uh, face on the is that or is that Tamadachi? Yeah, no, no, you're right. Well, it's both. Okay. Metopia for 3DS. No, is that the one? Oh yeah, that is the one. What the hell is the one for the phone? Metopia. Well, that's the no, that's a 3DS game. Unless it's both. Mitomo. Mitomo is the phone. Okay, that's why. Mitopia is the 3DS yes. one. Yes. That's All right. what I was getting at. Okay. Okay. So you were right. You were you were very right. Okay. Also, Danilo in the chat. Hey, Izzy, are you going to talk about you game? Oh, you missed it, buddy. Yeah, we talked about it a whole bunch earlier on. You're going to have to rewind the, the On screen. YouTube. Yeah, you could rewind on YouTube. Just grab the little slider slide all the way to the back of the beginning of the show. That's and you will see him talk yeah. all about it. Yep. Uh, or wait till it's over. Uh, all right, let's plow through some more stories here. Yes. I got one uh, from the DailyStar.co, which is very unreliable. Pokemon Nintendo Switch game leaked, yeah, but right. don't expect it to rival Zelda or Mario Odyssey. Uh, Nintendo has filed for a new trademark that suggests we can be seeing more Pokemon games on the Nintendo Switch sooner no. than we thought. Whoa, no way. They're gonna be, there's going to be a Pokemon... Nintendo. Wait a second. Nintendo's planning a Pokemon for the Switch at some point? <laughs> Well, some breaking news right here. Well, here, here's the thing. Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures, Inc. have applied for a trademark in Japan for, and then they give you the kanji for some reason, okay. as if I could read that, the characters usually use when referring to the Pokemon Rumble series. According to the dedicated Pokemon site, Cerebri? Cerebri, yeah. That's a Pokemon. I know that. I know this. The trademark in question comes from the Japanese name for Pokemon Rumble, the, the last entry of which we saw way back in 2015. Pokemon Rumble is a series with four released games so far operating across the Wii, 3DS, and Wii U. It's interesting that Nintendo has opted to renew this trademark since the Pokemon Rumble series was sort of carried on by Poke Land, 
but if it means a new Pokemon spin-off game for the Nintendo Switch, we're sure people are going to be pleased. All right, that's all I need to say. Um, Nintendo files for trademarks all the time. This doesn't yes. really mean much, but it could. I mean, I'm sure po- po- there's going to be Pokemon games other than the mainline Pokemon series yeah. on the Switch yeah. oh, at yeah. some point. Also, this could mean uh, a port or a virtual console. Mm-hmm. Although it said twenty, it came out in twenty fifteen, so maybe not a virtual maybe. console. Well, how many Poco Rumble games have there been? Not that many, I don't think. I want to say three. Has there been that many? Like, how old do they go? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, the first one was in two thousand nine. Okay. Uh, for what system though? We platforms we wear. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so this could be. Because Nintendo, about a month ago, filed a bunch of trademarks for a lot of weird stuff. Right. Like it's a lot important of to games. bring out to, to point out too that when these companies file these uh, trademarks, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to work on that. They had the idea in their R and D, and they want to secure that. But at many times, it doesn't really come to fruition. Yeah, it's just them like securing their like whatever IPs they already have. Exactly. I remember when Guitar Hero was a thing. You know, they trademarked everything: band hero, uh, vocalist hero, drum hero, right. uh, things like that. So, uh, speaking of patents and things like that, what about the whole uh, uh, thing with a Switch VR? Have you guys heard about this? Switch VR? No. I've, I've no. heard some rumblings. I didn't look too much into it. I saw some people talking about it on the chat where apparently there is somebody saw, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, in the chat, but there was something filed that seemed to uh, indicate that the the tablet portion, let's say, of the Switch could be used at a, as a, at a, at a VR capacity with the... Uh, oh, yeah. That, like I, I remember I hearing, like, <laughs> theories about that. I don't know if it was... Somebody like, said actual... something in the chat that made me think that they found the Nintendo... I'm assuming, if you don't know, then it must be just a rumor. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, somebody... It wasn't just one person. A few people were talking about... Talk about uh, Switch VR, and I was wondering if that was the case. I must have read something wrong. I, I think that that's very possible mm-hmm. uh it's smart and the switch could totally slot into a vr headset yeah but uh i don't think that vr is like a like a mainstream thing i don't think it's gonna go as mainstream as people that think. was my follow-up to you guys both of you how do you have you guys experienced with vr like how what are your thoughts on that i really like vr but i know it's not accessible to everybody and yeah. it won't be for a really long time i know my boss um at my nine to five just got an oculus and a new alienware computer and he's all into vr mm-hmm. so i keep giving him suggestions for games i suggest the super hot he's playing oh, when i get codes like i'll it. send them to him okay what, what, what oculus oculus yeah okay. um I, I told him to get doom though he's like Ooh, doom? oh like, yeah, yeah, man, doom right. he's like oh i gotta get doom super hot's amazing yeah um so yeah i just talked to him about it um i don't know i get it but like you said there's a huge there's a big barrier of entry um yeah it isn't yeah cheap. so it's just i'm not i'm i'm fine with sitting on a couch it's it's, it's not cheap and it's a lot to set up yeah it's a lot like to set most up, people aren't gonna go that far yeah i'm not willing to go i'm a big far. fan of vr right like i uh i'm a i was a huge fan of like the matrix back in the day so the idea of simulated yeah. realities of being within a simulated environment oh yeah it's something that always fast i have like let me see here a 4K VR headset that was sent to me to do a, like a review. 4K. And 4K, yeah. Jeez. So it's pretty interesting. And you know what's cool? Because you can use this in the Windows environment. So basically, I, I added video. Wait, hold, hold that up again? Okay, so this is the there you go. the Pimax 4K. I have to do a review of this guy, one, an English okay. one at some point. This is a 4K VR headset. And what I use it for the most uh, is for editing video, if you can believe that. 
So really? yeah, because I have yeah, because I have like my setup as as you guys know. I'm, I'm assuming you guys know. Like I have like big monitors here, so you got things spread out nicely. But on VR, I can have like my my stuff like my my footage over over this side here, and then the timeline on here, and I can have some assets up here. So you're like surrounded by the work, and it's easy to just That's crazy. It, it feels like you're like turning to a side to like open a drawer to pick something. Like oh, there's this footage here. There's this sound file here, and then behind me I have like my uh, like Telegram, so I can talk to my girlfriend or whatever. So I can like turn here. It's like oh okay, baby, what's going on? And then I just gotta get back to editing here, and then I turn here. And the environment is in front of me. It's really trippy, and it's more useful than I ever thought it would be. So I remember, interesting, for the first like couple of months when I got this thing, I would edit exclusively in uh, in the VR environment, which is really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, I would like to see a video on that. It's really cool. That I did one in Portuguese. I'm gonna do one in uh, in English very soon. It's cool, and, nice. and I have the PSVR as well. And the problem is, there's just not that many games that are must-have experiences for VR at yeah. the moment. So on my PSVR, I played a lot of Job Simulator, which is a hit at parties. It's a really fun <laughs> yeah. game. I did tell my boss to say that. He yelled at me for it. <laughs> He's like, "Why would I want to do that? I sit at a desk and work all day." <laughs> it's it's really fun. In fact, just talking about it, I haven't played it in a while. It makes me want to play it. Uh, VR, um, a Job Simulator VR is a lot of fun. There's a Rick and Morty variant of that made by the same. Uh, crowd there is a valkyrie uh it's like a i'm not sure if you guys played eve online but it's like a space sim so it's it. incredibly trippy so there's two different types of vr experiences right so you have the vr where you're moving around and using your hands to manipulate objects and there's the vr where you have a dual shock in your hand and the only thing that you have is that you have like full surround you're surrounded by the environment of the game right mm -hmm. excuse me so in this game you're inside a cockpit of a plane uh, of, a, of a spaceship rather and you're doing like dog fights and everything so you're doing everything with the controller but then you're moving around and you can like go forward with your ship and like track enemies like as if you're driving a car like you know your shoulder checking and things like that so it's it's really incredible but it's it's a very limited experience they don't make like a full-fledged there's a few but in for the most part vr experiences are a little bit limited they're not like your full-fledged hardcore triple a title right so there's a few experiences that are incredible the batman vr game is uh is amazing right it's i do want to play I've that just things about that i do want to play that because it's batman um you would love what it, i would love it oh yeah um, i'm not sure if you've seen footage of it but it's i think I've, I've seen like footage here and there but it looks like i might be able to get the whole story just by watching a let's play of it you could so yeah. but it's yeah serious. it's about being inside the environment right i know it's, uh, in the it's about being game, a depressed billionaire whose parents are dead uh in the beginning of the game there's an experience uh like we talk about immersion in games, right? Like yeah. you feel like you're in there. In VR, there's another word that people like VR enthusiasts call, and it's called presence. You're not immersed in the in the story. You are there, right? You're part of the story. And that right. is, it creates some unsettling feelings at times when you're playing like uh, with the Batman game uh, on VR and the PSVR. Uh, you get to experience the death of, uh, of, of Bruce's parents in in vr so you're in the role of bruce so like you're seeing things as if as if you're him right and the mm -hmm. moment when joe chill comes right up to you and he's about to kill you but then he hears something he gets spooked and he runs away and he leaves you be in vr whenever there is that experience you have the 3d surround sound in your ear right and you have that that entity let's say like the character leaning right up close to you it's extremely unsettling because it feels 
so incredibly real even though the texture you know you wouldn't confuse that for real life but to have that 3d environment and you can see it from different angles and everything it's it it raises like it's the hair in the back of your, your neck is just like standing on end it's yeah it's that's what's what they call presence so that is a like i said the games the titles are limited and the selection isn't quite there yet and perhaps it never will but the experiences that work in vr are i would say even without being hyperbolic life-changing it's like nothing you've ever experienced it's really cool lewis in the chat not everything has to be vr rather have nintendo work on their online functions i'd rather yes. have nintendo work Absolutely. on their online functions no yeah yes. or over most virtual things console. yeah but they're going to be spread out of, over a bunch of stuff yeah. so i mean i'm sure that they have touched on vr internally at some point but i think they're going to probably pull back on it yeah if they have even touched it at all uh, let's blow through some more stories. Yes. Uh, Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, Spider-Man oh, for the PS4 yes. has a release date. It's September 7th. Uh, they announced um, there's going to be a pre-order bonus. You get uh, three skins. They revealed one. It is Punk Rock Spider-Man. Ooh, I didn't know that. Which, is that in the article? That's. Um, I don't think it's in the article. It's It's going to be the Game Informer cover story uh, okay. for May. And the cover art is Alex Ross. Ooh. If you don't know who Alex Ross is, I hate you. Oh, uh, there it is. That is very pretty. Yes. Now, now the cover art for the game is, is trash. Yes, it is. It is it's one very of the uninspired. Worst, one of the worst covers I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's it's real. It's really depressing. It is literally just a red box with the the stupid white. Oh, they don't have a logo. The, uh, the second worst. Well, I mean, maybe the worst that I've seen is is uh, Arkham. Arkham. The second one, Arkham City. Yeah, Arkham City with the the, the game of the year. Edition. Oh yeah, with all the, with all the yeah. Because Arkham was... City had had really good cover art, yeah. and then they put all the like ten out of ten yeah. IGN and all that stuff, and it ruined it. Um, yeah. Also, too, with the pre-order bonuses, um, there's going to be no microtransactions in the game. Thank they, God. They were very much they, they that was an upfront thing. No microtransactions. Um, it's a single player experience. I mean, there will be DLC, but not like the microtransactions we've been getting. I'm not getting the cover right here. And it is not coming to Xbox no, ever. No, it is a PS4 exclusive. Sony is funding this. Um, it is being made by Insomniac Games. Insomniac, somebody asked somebody asked Insomniac <laughs> on Twitter, when does yeah. it come out? Never. Uh, when is it coming out on Xbox? And they, and they just responded, never, which <laughs> doesn't happen. Yeah. This is the cover art on screen once it loads and in 45 minutes <laughs> where are you let me ask you something what have you guys been while you're searching for the the box art what have you guys been playing lately uh, uh i've been going back and forth between wolfenstein 2 and odyssey just because now i'm like getting all I, the other moons i'm all over the place yeah i played far cry 5 the other day mm -hmm. i played uh sonic adventure 2 battle yesterday yeah because i'm trying to get in the tournament and i am not good <laughs> so i don't know how that's gonna go yeah uh it's on the screen right now spider-man yeah there it is it looks like i'm not happy with this yeah no it's very inspired yeah yeah i did play um like i said the the final episode of batman season two from telltale came out i did play that i did finish it um i for the most part i like the way it ended um and then i'm i also got i don't know when i'm gonna play this i got lego city undercover for the switch because oh it was only 15 bucks and I've actually been really wanting to play that. Well, how does that play? I, uh, I, 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 because it's out on the. I don't. I don't know. I haven't oh, touched haven't it yet. 
I yeah. hear, like, from what I, I understand, only it's like GTA for kids with Lego on the Switch. Yeah, like it, it's GTA, but it plays like the other Lego games, and it's just got a whole bunch of like I can dig it. cop movie parodies, which I am into. Okay, I can dig it. On, on on screen right now is the regular edition of Batman Arkham City, and yeah. now it's the it's the garbage, garbage one. There it is. It's trash. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's all we got for Spider-Man, right? Yeah. All right. What other stories do we have? I have one about <laughs> Kevin Pereira and the attack, which I don't think we should talk yeah, about. Yeah, no. That, um, that, we, we're, I think we're good skipping that one. Basically, yeah. Kevin Pereira view-botted, and then he shut down his, yeah. his Twitch channel, which, The Attack. I never liked Kevin Pereira. I kind of liked him he, back in the... He always, he always looked to me like... like he was, you know he's like this big. Yeah. He always just had this <laughs> air, like when he when he took over Attack of the Show, like I'm taking over. First of all, he was on like every show on G4. Like whenever one show got canceled, he was immediately on the next one. Like his dad owned the company. He was a mover and a shaker. He, like his dad owned the company, and he was just putting his son like in all these different shows. And he always had this air of like arrogance and like douchebaggery around him. Like he knew it. Like yeah, my dad owns the company. I can be on every I show. I saw him at E3, yeah. like just walking around, and he looks like somebody. In Photoshop, Control teed him and dragged him down smaller. <laughs> he looks like a full-size human just shrunk. So he's I'm, a short guy. Yeah, he's, I, he's not ki- big. I'm kind of glad he's been found to be a few bots. I'm happy he came out and was like, "Listen." It wasn't going the way I planned. Uh, it was just a last ditch effort. I view bought it. It didn't work out. I shut down the channel. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, so yeah, There's look that. into that story though. Yeah. It's 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 pretty interesting so real quick i have two things um so middle earth shadow of war is eliminating all microtransactions from the game six months after release i hope that game didn't do well i don't think it did because that is having microtransactions in a single player game should be yeah illegal and (laughs) you know they were they were using the microtransactions so you can buy orcs when the whole point of the game is you recruit them through the nemesis system that's that's so stupid so they're they're finally getting rid of that after six months i don't think it sold well i don't think it reviewed well either because of all this so that's unfortunate maybe now that there are no microtransactions i'll actually play it um but i was i was not happy i really liked the first one i was not happy with all the changes they made to it and now maybe maybe I'll consider playing it. And what was the other thing? The other thing, um, we'll just I'll just breeze through it real quick because it's kind of like the Kevin Prayer thing. Channel Awesome, you're familiar with them? Yes. They had a. I read. Bit, I read a little bit. They of had that a huge document. fallout. A lot of creators it's still ongoing, from what I from what I can tell. Yeah, a lot of creators recently left Channel Awesome, um, and they put out a a really long Google Doc. Just yeah, some, some, somebody condensed it, and yeah. that's the one I read. Yeah, I, I haven't I read. read mo- uh, from what I could tell, sorry, will I cut you off? Go ahead. No, sorry, right, go ahead. From what I could tell, what happened is that people have uh, had a strong dislike of the way that uh, uh, Doug Walker, which is the nostalgia critic, is the I think yeah. the most well-known uh, character in the show, and uh, yeah. the guy who is the CEO of the company, a guy called Michaud something, I. I can't remember. It's like Mike Michaud. Mike Michaud, or yeah. He's, yeah. he's a like behind the scenes kind of guy. He doesn't really come on screen. And from what yeah. I can tell, like there's been rumblings of discontent with within the company for a while because of the way he deals with things. And um, and it was always very kind of like through the grapevine. It was very you know unspecific. And now it seems like things have come to a head. And a lot of people, like you said, creators are dropping from the from yeah the, the site. And I'm not sure if uh, if Doug if either of the walkers have addressed the situation there's a few holdouts still yeah they they released an apology on their twitter page and it was like a very like sorry not sorry kind of thing 
like the, the the line that jumps out to everybody was they said we regret that you felt that way. Oh, that, that, that's a bad look. You was, can never say that. Which was basically that is never yeah. okay to say. Yeah. That that's was messed that, up. That, like the whole thing was them saying like, "Oh, channel awesome. We've tried to f do like this and this and this." We regret that you felt this way. Moving forward, these are all the things we're gonna do. That's what you say to a. That's what a. That's what you say to a girlfriend when, <laughs> when you, you know you're right. That's, that's that's when your your child. Yes. That's when your child is being a brat and they're saying like, and yes. you're gonna punish them. And they say that's unfair. That's you say we regret that you feel that way. Yes. Yes. So it yeah, no, the they, blame it's, it's not a good thing to say. No. Not on. It's not so, a good thing to say. What made you feel that way? If you have time, I would say read the full Google Doc. I mean, if you it's have sixty-three pages, yeah, if I remember really correctly, long. a lot of it was um, so the Walker brothers and Mashud. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Like they're really bad at communicating with everybody. Doug apparently has like no real uh, technical know-how with anything. Like all the like whenever they do collabs, the other creators have to bring their cameras, their SD cards to record on stuff a lot of it was unpaid uh when they did the crossover films there was no there were no basic things like even a snack table for, or water at all um yeah it was it was very poorly managed people were getting fired just for not answering instant messages so yeah it, it, it was it was pretty uh pretty terrifying and i think i once said to you you know we should look into getting partnered up with them somehow and I'm really like, I, I, why like, when we first started oh, like, okay. a while back because you know it, I can at, at the time it looked like cause it's channel awesome and the nostalgia freak is their lead guy but at the time it was a place where people would go and like you know start their youtubing careers what i found out was all channel awesome did was take the link to your youtube and embed it on their page hmm. they didn't host anything so it's like why even bother i tried putting myself in their shoes like because th this happens all the time this happens like uh, things come out There's about somebody yeah. yeah these things always happen. right i tried putting myself like imagine you're running a company mm -hmm. and with all of your friends because these are they're all friends yeah let's face it like imagine uh, imagine the wolf den has a bunch of employees and one of the employees comes to me and goes hey uh will has been you know very uh you know like uh He's been harassing me. Yeah, that's, I'd, that's I'd be like, thing I I'd be like, Will wouldn't do that, and then I'd have to look into it. Yeah, and be like, but it, is he though? Yeah. It's like I know he wouldn't do that, but now I need to investigate Will. Yeah, and now it's like it's it's a bad situation to be in. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But but you have to you you have to own exactly. up to it. you have to be and like they handled it very poorly yeah that was the other thing too there was a lot of allegations of like sexual harassment and I think there was even an assault charge Oof. at one point. Um, and they, they just they brushed it under the rug. I, yeah. I recently worked for a company that was very, you know, everybody was very close. It was a yeah. lot of friends working together. And mm -hmm. my bosses handled things very well. You yeah. know, like if something happened, they you have to address it and attack it. Exactly. You know? And even it, it, it sucks because you're friends with these people, but you got to be like, hey, don't be an asshole. Yeah. You're being an asshole. We're going to have to fire you if you're an asshole. Yeah. You just have to be, if you're running a company like that, you have to be a good person mm -hmm. and these people aren't it didn't doesn't look like they were doing it well yeah no uh also, you have to be able to stand up to your friends basically. yes also from what i've gathered from all this doug walker who is the nostalgia critic does not own the character who that's a bad mike it should be mike michaud does oh. wow yeah that's that was a bad deal that, that is, is a that very is a bad terrible deal, deal yeah. because if that were to ever not 
if they were to ever uh, uh, not come to terms with the, the way they are handling things, that means he would not be able to do that solo. He would no. have to leave the character behind. That's kind of like, I, I'm not sure if you know this, but a lot of porn stars don't own the names hmm? that they use as, as really? performers. That's right. If I, go, I did not know that. Yeah, I used to work. I that's worked, why they change. That's why they, they change. change exactly. a lot. Exactly. Uh, I guess so, yeah. And sometimes yeah. they just change the spelling so the sound is still the same so they can still capitalize yeah. on the... Interesting. Yeah. So if you pay attention next time you're at your local porn retailer, if you pick up one of yes. the DCs, you will see that the names off The porn have, retailer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you frequent, we frequent those all the yeah. time. Porn stop, they call yeah. them. Uh, you'll notice that their names have either a TM or a registered little symbol next to them. Huh. Yeah, because to... and that's the problem because they they relinquish that identity so that they can get a, a good deal on some other side. Because I'll have to check that next time I'm in the porn dispensary. Exactly. <laughs> at your local, support your local porn dispensaries. You'll see the little trademark. And in a more PG manner, I know going back to wrestling, a lot of those guys don't own their name. Like that, that that will sometimes be owned by the promotion. Like mm -hmm. the, with the WWE, if you sign with them, there's a very good chance they're gonna own your name. And when you go to like a different promotion, you're gonna have to change it. The most famous recent example is Cody Rhodes, the son of the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Technically, old he, Dusty. He doesn't own the last name Rhodes because his real last name is Runnels. Ah. But even though his dad was like the famous Cody Rhodes. So whenever he wrestles now in on the Cindy circuit, he has to wrestle as Cody, even though everybody knows he's Cody Rhodes. Right. And he's made a big stink about it. It's like the McDonald's situation where the McDonald brothers they lost the the right to yep. use their own name, which is their last name. They yeah, and them. then uh, Ray Kroc basically stole it from them because he found a McDonald's corporation, exactly. which he said was a real estate company that also happened to make fast food. Yeah, it's a, a, really... a situation like that in Brazil. There is a guy who was a circus clown, literally, and he became a, uh, <laughs> a congressman. He was elected in his platform. This should tell you a lot about Brazil on his like political ads. He literally said, I have no idea what a congressman does, but let's face it. It can't get any worse. Vote for me. And people did. Yeah. So he was elected. Nice. And he was infamous in the 90s because his son also went into like the circus life. He knew he was also a clown and he went by that guy's name junior and he was sued by his father for misuse of the name and he, oh my God. he lost the right to use that name like so and so junior because yeah. his, father, uh, his father sued his uh, agent or something like this so there's a whenever the character the sorry whenever the creator doesn't own the name that he's using to to for this character it's always a bad place to be yeah um is that all the stories yes that's all the stories I want to switch comics and porn only at the Wolf Den. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, this the Wolf Den Live is everything. Yes. Anything goes. And it, right? Literally anything goes. Although the top, the top story is always Nintendo because that's what you yes. click on. It's your fault. It's not ours. It's your fault. Yes. Uh, I want to very quickly address YouTube. Okay. Because of what happened yesterday. Oh, my yes. goodness. There was a shooting at YouTube yesterday. Yes. Uh, three people were shot um injured uh one person uh, suffered an injury a ankle injury during the ensuing madness and the shooter um committed suicide were there any other deaths besides the shooter no just the shooter. as of as of now thankfully no. just the shooter. first for yeah, now good. as will said yeah um it's because this piece of garbage uh was was very upset about youtube's policies yes i want to take a second to talk about how absolutely ridiculous that is a lot of people 
are upset about YouTube's policies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are upset to a degree that is completely ridiculous, like yes. this person. This person took it to an extreme level that nobody else has. But a lot of people completely overblow YouTube's policies. Yes. YouTube's policies, I while agree. you might not agree with them, they're really not that bad. Like, no, I, 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 I said on Twitter that, like, we really need to show our appreciation for YouTube more, especially now. Mm-hmm. We need to show a little bit of support because these people who are working at YouTube, every time they put something out there, it just gets ripped apart by everybody. Imagine this is your life's work. And every time you release something, people just tear it to shreds. And now somebody brought a gun into your office and shot some of your people yeah. because they don't like your product. The YouTube creates careers. It is where I am all Absolutely. day, every day. I, I threw my life at this. You know, like, mm-hmm. I love YouTube. YouTube is my life. And I, I even, even before we started this channel... I was a I was a hardcore viewer of YouTube, so it was still a major part of my life before that, and I'm sure it is for a lot of you people too. And you might not agree with some of their policies, but for the yeah. most part, you still throw a lot of your life at YouTube, and you uh, and you owe YouTube a lot, and we owe YouTube a lot. So, I think that we need to show more appreciation for for YouTube instead yeah. of just spewing vitriol every time they say that now you will know if your videos are demonetized yeah you know like but for the re- your videos have always been demonetized they just didn't tell you now they tell you you know the- so like and like a week ago there they they said that uh people thought that they said that not everybody got videos to their subscription box which isn't what they said but everybody thought that's what they said so like just read into things a little bit more what there's a lot of Un, untruths going around about YouTube and because mm-hmm. of it, it's being spiraled out of control and then stuff like this happens. You know, I think it's okay to it's okay to be upset by the policy changes. It's okay to think things are unfair, but it's never okay to get violent and invade somebody's workplace to Absolutely. take the issues out that way. It. Nobody deserves to die over, you know, a change in policy. What I'm getting at is, like, um, I'm viewing YouTube as a loved one. <laughs> like, if if our mother does something wrong, yeah, you know, we're not going to be like, I hate you! You suck! Right. It's like, hey, mom, don't do this one thing. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, yeah. I love you, but like, don't do this one thing. Yeah. It's not, hey, you're a piece of crap, I hate you! Yeah. You know, like, cool, cool it a little bit. It's fair to, to point out, too, that this person was, I mean, by virtue of the fact that she went into a place with a, a loaded gun to hurt people, she was very unbalanced, right? If you watch her videos, right, yeah. they have since come out, and you can clearly tell something wasn't quite right with her. In some of her little manifestos she wrote against YouTube, you can tell that her grasp of reality was very tenuous, right? So it's it's an right. unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. And as you're saying, like YouTube, I identify myself very much with that with that sentiment, right? Like I, YouTube allowed me to, to live a lifestyle that I never would be able to without the site, right? So yeah. I, while there's some changes to the way they do things that have harmed me in the past, in fact, my my main channel, while it's has a, de- a, de- a decent size, it hasn't grown to the to its full potential because of these changes in the algorithm. And you know how it is. Like it feels like it's a it's musical chairs here all the time with YouTube, right? So it's understandable that a lot of people are upset. But as you said, we have to show some appreciation. We only ever hear it seems the bad side of YouTube. And I think yes. that we've been given so much by this site that this negativity kind of has shaped the, 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 the public discourse about the site and about the responsibilities and how they're meeting or not meeting these responsibilities and these standards, right? So 
I, I I agree with you. There's a there's a lot to be said that uh, is very positive about YouTube, and I don't mean just like the fact that like I quote unquote work for YouTube, right? So that's a, that's a decent way to make a living. I find right, it allows me to do many things that I wouldn't be able to do without. But at the same time, I meet most of, I consume most of the content that I watch. I watch YouTube much more than I watch videos now, like movies, like TV yeah, shows, right? Like I watch, I consume a lot of YouTube. Exactly. I make a lot of friends here, people that I likely wouldn't meet otherwise, like you guys, right? Like yes. AJ, like people. It has like, a very big impact on your life yeah it absolutely does right like we've had and the last time we had a, a we, we did a thing here after the stream we ended up talking for like i think it was an hour bob yeah and and, yep. and bob was somebody that i just like I, I found his channel one time because i imagine most of you guys in the chat right now you guys are looking for switch stuff and you came onto his channel and you liked what you seen you like the content there was a lot of content to watch i ended up really appreciating his take on things and really admiring him as a creator and some months later we're chatting and we're talking about life and it does have a very positive impact on my life. And I've, I've, I'm sure it also goes the way you behave yourself, right? Because there's people who probably just use YouTube for uh, for, for negativity and just, you, you know the types, right? There's people who just create and stir up negativity. Of course, it, it's not going to be the same experience for these guys. But uh, yeah, no, I, I can't complain that much about YouTube. And it's easy to get swept up in the, in the negative sentiment that goes around. Like YouTube does any little thing like you mentioned and people are crapping all over it. But uh, maybe the, the, the positive outcome of this tragedy is the fact that perhaps people take a step back and say, you know, it's, it's not that bad. And, and even exactly. examine, yeah. like, did we create this hysteria that, that led somebody who was obviously imbalanced, right? That's, a, that's exactly my point. It's, it's that people blew some of these issues way out of proportion and it radicalized a person. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, 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 it fed her problems. And like... I know other people who are like YouTube's out to get me. They demonetize. I see that like, YouTube's day. not out to I get you. YouTube's, YouTube's, tr YouTube does everything algorithmically. It's yeah. trying to cast a wide net, so it's not just you. It's everybody. You know, you and this person's to... like this. Per this woman thought YouTube's out to get specifically me because I have videos in Farsi. Or that something. goes yeah. to show how disconnected with reality she was because she bought right. so much into this narrative that YouTube is evil and YouTube is just crushing small creators. She was under the impression that she would she should be able to make a living with the few the, the small viewership that she did. But even without YouTube acting against her, which I'm certain they weren't, that those views, that size is just unfeasible for you to to have a full time to, to, to earn a full time living on that. And if she would have understood that a little bit better, perhaps she would know that that prop, the negative propaganda about YouTube is just that it's just propaganda. This has happened a lot in the Brazilian YouTube space, as I'm sure you guys know, a few days ago, I think yesterday or the day before, there was a problem with uh, a bunch of people are getting that 500 error when they're trying to go into chat. Yes. And yeah. Brazil is very political right now, right? So like there, it's an election year and there's a lot of corruption scandals going on and there's, you know, people on one side of the, of the aisle are attacking the other side and vice versa. It's very negative right now. So there were a few channels in a certain, let's say, political sect that are kind of up and coming in the, in the, in the YouTube sphere right now. And it coincided with that error. So a lot of people from this side of the political aisle were were just like stirring up this narrative that YouTube had taken their channels down. And I saw a lot of people buying into this idea and creating this whole false narrative when really it was everybody that was having problems. Right. So people are mm -hmm. very quick to like, it's this is the fault. It's, it's you guys' fault why I'm not doing well in here. And as you pointed out, if somebody already has that inclination to not have a very good grasp of reality and they have the inclination to also hurt people, it's a it's a terrible mix. I I also 
when that happened, everybody went nuts. When the 500 error went, because I don't know if you saw this the other day. Yeah, yeah. If you go to somebody's channel page, it would show an error. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Everybody went nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and that's not how most people view your videos. So uh, exactly. I don't. That's it's I really understand. not that big of a deal. Yeah. I honestly, I never would have even noticed that, right? Like, because I don't exactly. Like very rarely. Like when you come across a creator you like, you'll hit that subscribe, and then maybe you will go to the channel to see the other stuff. But for the most part, like I'm sure you guys know, like if you go into your analytics portion of your YouTube channel, the majority of, of views that you get are from related uh, videos, right? Like people don't browse the, the your home screen, your, your YouTube page like that right. for the most part. Unless maybe sometimes if they like your video, they'll click on your channel page to watch other videos. Right, that's yeah. true, but that's a so, so at most, right? you Exactly. You might have lost a couple subscribers, which is, every subscriber counts, but in the grand scheme of things, it, yeah, it sucks, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not anything to you mm -hmm. know, be worried about. Plus, they fixed it, like, very quickly. Yeah, they yeah. were on it. So I just wanted to talk about YouTube real quick, because mm -hmm. we, we need to be a little more appreciative. Over yeah. Here. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we need to plow through more things. Right now, it's time for the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Uh, Izzy, I just DM'd it to you, because you're not going to be able to hear it. Oh, it's a okay. video. Okay, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> this is from... Lonely Goomba, and let me scroll the beginning. There we go, I got it here. <clears throat> right, I'm gonna play it right now for everybody here. This is almost a week ago, I think. Yeah, it was the 30th, it was on the 30th. Yeah. All right, here we go. I think we're, okay. I think we're at the Real point thug. where we need to admit that this was never really a great franchise. Nope. And that we, they, we keep trying and trying and trying to find this thing that was never really actually oh, there. Sonic was never good. That is from the... Harsh uh, words. That is from the... Uh, Sonic Mania Adventures. Which is very good. Yes. It was a very good little exactly. short that uh, the Sonic YouTube account put Yeah. Out. And there's going to be five more episodes, I think. And that is a clip of uh, IGN, mm -hmm. Game Scoop. Yes. Which I watched when it was out of them talking about yeah. how Sonic isn't good, but it was never good. And it's just, just remember that they are, they are liars and they are fake news. Um... <laughs> And also, they just, they again released their updated uh, 100 Greatest Games of All Time, and Sonic the Hedgehog is conspicuously absent. Was it there ever? Uh, used to be. Then all of a sudden, you know, the... Uh, Which Sonic? It's probably 2. That's the one that's always on every list. I like 3 better than 2. Yeah, but 2 is just like the, the big one. 2 is the one that everybody played because it came out with Sega Genesis console. That's right. Well, first, first Sonic 1 was packed in. Sonic 2, because I, I was listening to Pat the NES Punk and norm the gaming historian they did a podcast together and he brought up that sonic 2 was the first game to launch on the same day everywhere mm. that was like the big a big deal at the time so it was it was very influential in that regard uh, so sonic 2 i think deserves to be on any doesn't matter where it is a list of the hot 100 games of all time deserves to be somewhere on that list yeah what well, was included which i should have put in i thought i did put it in the keep uh, what was included was Pokemon Go. It's number 100, I think. Yes. Which I think is fair. It's fair. It was but fun no for like... Dude, like I saw somebody saying on Twitter that probably the closest we've ever been to world peace was that first three weeks of Pokemon <laughs> Oh, yeah. Game. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was incredible. That, yeah. that was nothing like I know it. people who like found, like started relationships because of Pokemon Go, like meeting yeah, up I and talking. It. It's, it, it was, it was exciting. I met so many people. Yeah. We, I, I'd be walking with my friends and she'd be like, yeah. The guy's playing. 
Yeah, yeah, and they would be like, like yo, there's, there's a poker, there's a poker center over here, yeah. or whatever it's called, Poker Stop. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, and then everybody would run over there. It was crazy, it, it, but that list didn't have Sonic on it, so we don't. Weird. Care. That's weird. It's the anti-Sonic media. Anti-Sonic media, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right, now real quickly, we're gonna talk to the chat, and uh... yes, you can leave a comment using the hashtag Wolfden Live on Twitter. On Twitter. Um, if you left a comment on last week's Wolfden Live, hopefully um, it was put in our Discord feed. We will answer it now. And start leaving your questions on this week's Wolfden Live, and we will answer it. Yes. Uh, first, we got here King Monahai, who has a picture of his arcade stick that he worked on. Can I bring it up on screen? Can I don't know. Can you? I don't know. Can I? Will? It'll take a second. He. Oh, wait. I don't want to show my whole freaking DMs. I <laughs> right, forget. Whoa, it's not going to Sorry, watch King Monahai. <laughs> so, from what I see, is it originally had a Street Fighter V artwork. It looked like Bison Skull. And now it's a Tekken artwork. A uh, little skeet skeet says, Thoughts on Microsoft moving forward? It seems that they are kind of all over the place with their play anywhere and what seems like their move away from the console space. Also, why do you think they've never attempted a handheld console? Because they also have the PC market. Yeah. Like nailed down. So Microsoft isn't worried about the Xbox. They they're looking to be a platform. Yeah, and I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I think so too. Um, in terms of play anywhere, it's true that we have they haven't really like touched upon that since they announced it. Like I know uh, if you buy a game digital, you get it on both Windows 10 and Xbox. I want to know if that works with my uh, recent purchase of Sonic Adventure Two. Uh, I think it has to be like specifically say like Windows 10 and Xbox. Ah. Yeah. Um, they did say that they're going to have an announcement on original Xbox backwards compatibility soon. Because that was another thing. They announced, like, I think 13 titles, 13 original Xbox titles will be playable on Xbox One, and nothing since. Like, Xbox 360, they update that constantly. But nothing with the original Xbox. But uh, for the most part, they are moving more towards a platform-based style, which I think is fine. I think we'll still get Xbox's systems. But there's going to be more of a focus on like the ability to like play, buy a game, play it anywhere. Simone Stig, what did you think of Ready Player One? Izzy, I know oh, you have a I good have a video of, that I, I watched. Of, that's right. I have a lot of opinions. About Let's try that. to keep this short. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it very brief. Also, well, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. But feel free to spoil it. No, we're well, not going to spoil, spoil it. it. No okay. spoilers. People in the chat, right? Come on, Will. Don't be so. Don't be so selfish. Yeah, don't be selfish. All right, fine. Asshole. I won't be selfish. <laughs> uh, but no, Izzy has a really good video on it that you should watch. Right, I'll, uh, check I'll check it out. You, you actually brought to my attention that uh, what was it? Oh, there was a part that you said that I really liked, and I I, I stole it and used it when I was talking about the movie to my friends and pretending <laughs> like I came up with it myself. What was it? I'm trying to think. Um, oh, VR being accessible to everybody. Oh, okay. And and. Oh, not being accessible and how uh, I don't remember. People I don't be disappointed when they try VR and it's not yes. the Oasis. That's part of it. There was more that I stole from Basically, you, but that was part of it. This is my my take on the on on the on the movie. Just very brief. It's a, it's an interesting book that has a, a great premise. I hate the way it was written, and it is very boring at times. Steven Spielberg was able to take that uh, that premise, take that uh, the material. And make it a very accessible movie. It's very fun. There's a lot of twists and turns that I didn't expect because the movie, the book, isn't that smart with all the little plot twists. And uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's such a pleasure to behold like that to see that realized that 
possibility of VR realized that way. In and I say in the video, like we're we're likely never gonna experience VR like what we see in that movie. But it was nice to see. It's nice to like imagine. There's a lot of references to properties that I didn't expect to see represented on a movie like that, like aliens. I'm a huge aliens. Yeah. Here's, oh wow. Here's my little sh aliens shrine here, as you can see. I'm not sure. Nice. I got the power loader <laughs> and everything. I got a bunch of like I'm a big fan, right? So to see yeah. all those aliens references. Aliens is a movie from 19 1986. It's not exactly super relevant in pop culture, right? So to see those little not just alien is always re relevant in popular culture. Well, not to the young people, right? Like, young kids don't know aliens, I think. Young people are stupid. <laughs> but yeah, great movie. The movie, the, sorry, uh, yeah, great movie. The book is kind of so-so. I definitely recommend to watch the movie. I'm going to watch it again this weekend. I think that, uh, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I, I immediately was all in the whole time. Uh, I think that a lot of people who didn't like it weren't thinking about it as an 80s movie. It is an 80s movie with today's budget. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so go into it like that. Um, there is a lot. Of, the whole, almost all of it's CGI. Yeah. Um, and it it does look a little weird, but it feels like a video game. Okay. It feels like a high budget video game. Uh, I actually so, thought it was very interesting how they. I, I wonder because they, there's not a whole lot of very uh, famous names in the in the cast, right? Like Simon Pegg is really yeah. a big one, and I wonder if that's if they took. I didn't even know it was him for a while. Yeah, I knew because I was so like the very the, end. like the development right of the movie, so I knew that he was cast, and I knew the, the mm -hmm. role he was going to play. Uh, I wonder if they went with relative unknowns so that they could do like the CGI thing without because when they when they cast like very well known people, they have to justify the budget in the casting with showing their yeah. face a lot in the movie so that they put butts in the seats, right? So by going by casting relative unknowns, there's no such pressure. They can just let's just show the oasis, like the virtual reality, the entire movie. And it's really when you think about it, it's a CGI movie with a couple of live action scenes. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I think that that worked perfect. Yeah. There's also a lot of uh, the Zemeckis charm, you know, like the the, the little chimes yeah. that, that happen in Back to the Future. Yeah, that's all over the movie. You know, I think it's the same composer, Al Alan Silvestri. Oh, is, really? Yes, it is Alan Silvestri. You know what's interesting? There's a lot of throwbacks. There's really yeah. there's a lot so, of I mean interesting references that kind of break the consistency of the world because when you think about it, Spielberg directed this movie. But the movie mm -hmm. makes reference to Back to the Future, which was produced by Spielberg. So in the right. course of this movie, who produced Back to the Future? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember I remember like because the book has a lot of Spielberg references, and I remember when he was like making the film, he said, I'm gonna take a lot of references to me out. Because it would just feel like self-serving and stuff. There's two criticisms I have. Okay. One, uh, all of the challenges in this movie would have been found out in two seconds in today's world. Right. <laughs> the, 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 the internet would have figured them all out mm -hmm. immediately. Two, somebody, it bothered me when I watched the movie and somebody tweeted them at me. So I know that this isn't that weird. Uh -huh. There's a line that I'm going to spoil. It's really not that big of a deal. They say that, uh, what's the guy's name who made the, who made the, the Oasis? The, the Oasis. Uh, James yeah. Halliday. Halliday, Halliday. Yeah. Uh, they say that James's, James Halliday's favorite shooter was Goldeneye and his favorite season. character to play in Goldeneye was um odd job and everybody knows that you're not allowed to play as odd yeah. job that that line was fabricated to hit as many people as possible because the only character really? people, well i'm just saying that it is because the only character people remember from the game goldeneye is odd job yeah. when you're playing multiplayer it's james bond and odd job yeah. and those are the only that's those are like the everybody's most... be like oh i remember goldeneye oh i remember odd job but really yeah. nobody played as odd job yeah so there's a lot of things in are the movie that are fabricated to try to that? hit i wonder no i think that they were just trying to appeal to as many people as possible i get what you're saying like that that feels like you know i don't i don't want to do this 
but it sounds... I know where you're getting at. And this is what I remember from Izzy's video. Go on. I've, that feels like what the Big Bang Theory yes. does. I mentioned that in my like, video, too. They just say a reference, like, not understanding why, like, it is. They just like, oh, uh, Saga. It's got a woman breastfeeding on the cover. Let's just talk about that. Not talking about, but, like, why Saga but is But what good. Izzy says in his video, and I agree, they do... it. it it doesn't feel like that in the movie. Okay. They do a good job. In the movie, like, I think it's very well handled. Like I, I compare and contrast that with Big Bang Theory, where they don't so much make. I, this is exactly the point I make in the video, so you don't even need to watch it anymore, guys. Basically, okay. <laughs> basically, what I say is like in Big Bang Theory, which is I guess is a, a unusual suspect for this kind of like blank, like blatant pandering, right? I, yeah. I brought up a scene in uh, I think like second season of the show. Excuse me. Where uh, there's a scene where Penny, the uh, like the female love interest of the protagonist, right? Mm -hmm. She's walking down the steps of the building and she sees uh, Sheldon, which is like the breakaway character, the most popular character in the show right now. I, I assume it's still running, right? I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, it's still running. So like what, like uh, eleven hundred seasons at this point? But yeah. he's playing on his laptop on the steps, and uh, she asks like, "Oh, uh, Sheldon, what are you doing?" And he says, "Literally." I'm playing Super Mario 64 on a poorly coded Nintendo 64 emulator, and the audience just starts laughing. And it's not like it's not funny. It's like it's a cool reference. No. Like if you play the game, and if you have tried to play on a poorly coded emulator, and it's choppy and it doesn't work well, the textures don't look right, the controllers are not being recognized properly. I can I can identify with that situation because I'm a huge emulation fan. But it's not something for people to be laughing at, let alone people who are by and large like the, the the big audiences that presumably probably never tried doing like running a, a nintendo 64 emulator right like in, in in big bang theory that became almost a staple of the series where they literally just mention a thing they mention a property or they mention something scientific sounding and there that's the cue for people to start laughing hysterically that, that's yeah. the, that's the line from your video that i stole and used for my friends which line they big bang theory uses it as punchlines. they they use references yeah. as punchlines. This movie just has references. Yeah, you know, it's right. not the punchline the, of a joke. Property, right. Like, uh, with example, with aliens, right? There's three aliens references because it's an older movie that is not super relevant nowadays, right? Like the young kids, they don't, they didn't see aliens, I don't think. And I, I didn't expect to see references to aliens, and not just one, but three. So it's like they're not hammering, like it's not like they're beating over the head with it. It's like if you watch Aliens, if well, if you're a big Aliens fan, that's oh, I am exactly that's gonna stick out for you. If you're not then whatever, it's just like a little thing in the screen and the story goes on. The problem with the book is that it keeps stopping the narrative flow to bring up like a thousand references at once and it gets a little tired. Mm -hmm. All right, let's let's plow through more stuff. We're okay. running late here. Uh, two more, hashtag Wolfden Live, Birdie Burnouts. Bob, damn it, it's Celebi. Celebi is the Pokemon. Cerebi.net is the site. Didn't I say Cerebi? You I said Cerebi, so. yeah. Cerebi is the, is the proper name. We, uh, he's right. Maybe I'm saying Cerebi wrong. Maybe. Uh, anyway, Maurice says, I tried to make Majora's Mask for my computer class. How did I do? I wish I could bring this up on screen. It looks good. It looks like Majora's Mask. It looks very good. I'm very impressed. This is CSS, it looks like. Oh, wow. I thought that was Illustrator. This yeah. is CSS. That's pretty damn good yeah. for CSS. Or whatever the hell is. No, wait. Was, was that JavaScript? Python. It's in Python. Okay. That is impressive. All right. Um, last week's Wolf Den Live. Mesta Chris 86 uh, bringing trading card games to the Switch that plays like the old one, but maybe have physical cards and boosters can be transferred over in game through boosters and such. That would be a pretty cool idea. I played the trading card game like for like 30 minutes. Yeah, in my whole life. 
I don't know a damn thing about it. <laughs> well, the, I mean, I mean the digital, the, the yeah, trading card, not not the, uh, the not, fi- not the actual, not card the physical game. game that I played yeah. in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Pokemon, the trading card game from Game Boy Color for the desktop computer and iOS. Oh, that's okay. what I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't play that. Yeah. So, all right. Motion. Not that this makes it any less silly, but Looney and Toonie are just nicknames for the coins. Like saying, uh, quote, Benjamin. The currency is really just called dollars, but we try to keep it cute up here. But we also drink a lot more loaves of bread than you guys. Teehee. So, uh, Izzy. Yes, sir. Do you ever use the terms Looney or Toonie? Uh, not so as much. As a Canuck. As a Canuck. Not so much, right? Um... I, I don't refer to like it's it's commonly used yes I don't ever use currency and I guess I don't go out that much but uh, yeah no people mention it uh, yes I do notice that in the last few years it doesn't come up as much as it used to right like it's it's something that I think in in the Canadians fellow Canadians or in the chat feel free to correct me but that's a word that I think young kids would say more than adults would say like they're asking their parents for like a loony or a toonie to go to the store or whatever right but, uh, I just remember there was a Robin Williams joke where he's like, how can you take an economic crisis in Canada seriously? The loony is down. Oh, how sad for you. That is, the, that is his Broadway special. It's, uh, it's yes, one of that his is high the, points. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. No, every now and again, uh, it hits me that this guy's not with us anymore, and I get a little bit sad. I know. It, like, it makes me so sad. The currency like, is sometimes referred to as the loony by foreign exchange traders and analysts. It's like Robin Williams and Toys R Us is like really upsetting me. Um... Mohammed Hader, you watch your mouth when you talk about Canada. Sorry for being aggressive. Love, we love you anyway. <laughs> hey, he, he forgot are. to say a, so I'm not sure if he's a real Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Darth Vander, I see the cards going the other way. Maybe you sync your in-game Pokemon stats to the card, so when you play the game, you have new move sets. But how do you change the printing on the card? I uh, guess we have to wait and see next year. Yeah, also, I don't see that Pokemon working. cards are, are expensive enough. They are going to add NFC chips to everyone now. NFC chips aren't expensive. No. They're, they're, not. they're able to put them in a box of cereal. I think they can put them on cards. I just want to address something real quick here. Luis Martinez, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, because I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Hispanic or, or Portuguese, right? Uh, he says, get out of here. Aliens is great, and it still holds up. And I think he understood that I, I'm, like, trashing Aliens. I'm a massive Aliens fan. It's my favorite movie of all time. I'm just saying it's not, like, as current as overwatch references which you'll see in the movie you know what i mean i think the, the only real problem with aliens <laughs> is that every everything look hold up hold up I'll allow everything it. is ripping it off okay okay so now if somebody were to watch aliens True. they might find it like kind of like when you first saw blade runner yes that's you had seen of. everything that blade that ripped off blade Very runner true. first Very true. so like to you it felt a little bit you know basic and derivative you're absolutely right exactly. it's gonna come across you know, derivative if you never if you've seen everything else that it has influenced going back yeah, to it that's the Blade Runner's only the yeah if that's the only like negative i can think of that's but last thing from last week trifter one two three will should i read green lantern corpse when reading jeff john's green lantern book? so with regards to that i only ever read green lantern core when it was crossing over with the main green lantern title so during uh the sinestro core war uh, Blackest Night, uh, what the hell, War of the First Lan- War of the Green Lanterns, the First Lantern, things like that. Um, it, from what I remember, it's not a bad series, especially when Peter Tomasi took over the book. So it's not essential, but if you want to read it, uh, you, you'll enjoy yourself. It's not a bad book. 
Now we are in the chat. We, we got some super chats. We got some super chats, yes. Ratchet814 with 2.79 Canadian schlooples. Uh I don't believe in God anymore after the divorce. Then yeah. he follows it up with another 2.79 Canadian schmecks. Uh, she got in the car with the kids and just left. I'm very, I'm very sorry for you, and I wish we could be there for you. Yes, but unfortunately, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> it almost sounded like Lee. the lyrics to like a punk rock song. Yes, it might be. For a second, I thought he was talking about uh, Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan, who just recently got divorced. Which is very sad, and I know I don't know how my marriage is gonna last now if they can't stay married. Hey man, I'm I'm just coming off of a divorce, so yeah, that that word alone makes me like, shoot. Damn. Yeah. Eric Henley, a dollar ninety nine. Have some real America money. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> thank you. Real America money. One ninety nine. Real America like money. GI Joe. Uh, wait, what'd you say? You can get like chicken nuggets with that, I think. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Go treat yourself. Yeah, I think a four piece is a dollar fifty. Yeah, that. McNuggets. Are I mean, here expensive. anyway. Yeah, McDonald's on Long Island is more expensive than everywhere else. Yeah, because McDonald's because everything on Long Island is more expensive than everything. Tommy else. Rojas. Hey, I rolled an R. Hey, look at that. That's nice. the, like the first time ever. Uh, what did Blade Runner influence? Uh, are you kidding the me? First thing that comes to mind, the biggest influence is that level in Perfect Dark. Yeah. Whenever I think of Blade Runner, I think of that. Level. A lot of like future, specifically cyberpunk style, like dark, um, urban, futuristic settings is like taken from Blade Runner almost verbatim. Um, Perfect Dark, um, a lot of anime, Ghost in the Shell, uh, Bubblegum Crisis, Cowboy Bebop, a lot of things like that. Um, yeah, you'll know it when you see it. Uh,. I think Blade Runner 2049 was one of the best movies I have ever seen. Blade Runner 2049 is incredible. It's a very good movie. Um, more from the chat here. Uh, Harmon. Why isn't Far Cry 3 Classic Edition coming to the Switch? What the F Ubisoft? That's, uh, you answered your own question. It's because Ubisoft. Ubisoft be Ubisoft. Yeah, Ubisoft uh, kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're bringing South Park to the Switch. Far Cry 5 is fun as hell. Yeah. It's great. I'm enjoying myself, but just it's more Far Cry. Right, Far Cry is good. I mean, I played three and four, and I've you know it's been a while since I played a Far Cry. Ratchet with another two point seventy nine. Uh, Schlooties, Schlutes. Yeah. Uh, she left with the Switch with me, so she left the Switch with me. So Nintendo. So happy ending. Yeah. yeah, happy ending. Everything's fine. That's all you need. You don't need a woman. Yeah, you got your Switch. Yeah, you can ask switch, for anything yeah. more. And then another dime dollar nine from Eric, just to balance it out. Yeah. For another set of chicken nuggets. Yeah, one for Will, Thank one for, for Bob. Yeah, there you with go. An extra, with an extra 50 cents there. Yeah. yeah. Put the 50 cents together and you get like a, a pop. Oh, I'm sorry, a soda. Ah, yes. They, they are doing, I think, dollar sodas any size for a limited time. Ooh, so that'll be on yeah. the way home. All right. <laughs> Viper says, never been a fan of cyberpunk. What the hell, man? I like, f like future punk. I mean that pretty much is cyberpunk. Well, cyberpunk I see more as like technology and like uh, you know stuff. I Star Wars I, I don't see that as cyberpunk. I see that as no, future punk. Cyberpunk has always been described as um, high technology, low lifestyle. Right. So like everything's like dark and like dirty. Johnny Mnemonic. Kind of Johnny Mnemonic. Anything by William Gibson. Yeah. Star Wars really. doesn't really have high technology. I mean, they have inter, inter Wait, uh, light speed travel. Would you, yeah, but they savers. don't have a lot of things. Would you though, consider? You know? uh, uh, would you would you count Star Wars among cyberpunk? 
I would. No. That's the thing. I wouldn't. That's something well, else. Also, too, cyberpunk, space punk, maybe. Space it's, a, punk. it's a space opera, right? Like it's a. It's like yeah, a, it's, space, it's fantasy. Space opera. Really, it's. Fantasy. I would put that in the same tier as Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, I wouldn't say it's cyberpunk. But the thing, the thing about cyberpunk is it always takes place on Earth. That I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, is really? that, a is that a, Was that a requirement? I'm pretty sure that is because like every cyberpunk story I know takes place on Earth specifically. Well, every story I know takes place in our universe besides Star Wars. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So I don't know. Oh, another two dollars. Birdie burnouts. Every everyone sending super chats. I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining in. Uh, what is your guys' favorite movie, by the way? Grim Haynes says Star Wars is fantasy in sci-fi clothes, which makes sense. Yes. Uh, yeah. My favorite movie, Star Wars. Yes, yeah, same. Star Wars. Star Wars. The very first one, A New Hope, Episode Four. Okay, so here's where I, I'm going to be controversial. Uh oh, he likes Phantom Menace. No, not that controversial. <laughs> My favorite Star Wars movie is The Force Awakens. What? Damn. Yes. Because it's the most Star Wars movie. Okay. I, I, I have a toss-up between Return of the Jedi, which is also a controversial one. Yes. That is very controversial. And, and Rogue One. Really? Rogue One, I think, is the best experience I've ever had. Rogue One is the best experience I remember because okay. I don't remember watching the original Star Wars for the first time because I right. just grew up with them. Yeah. But um, Rogue One is the first Star Wars that I saw and I was like completely blown away. That right. I remember being blown away by. Dude, I slept through Rogue One and I haven't watched it since. And it's on Netflix. Oh, damn. Did you, it is on Netflix. Were you bored or were you just really tired? I, you know what? I'm an old man now. Like, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 33. So, and the, the weight of life is bearing down on me. So I go to the theater now and it's like, it's dark and it's comfortable and there's that hum of the air conditioning. No, man, I'm, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm only, I'm 30 and like, I'm with you. But like when Star Wars comes on, I'm just like, oh my God, it's Star Wars. Dude, I became my dad. My dad would go to like see movies with us on the couch, and then I look over and he's like dead asleep, and that's what I do now. See, I see. My fear is I become my dad, and all I watch is Animal House and James Bond movies, <laughs> and I love that's them both. But you eclectic. know, yeah. Eric Henley with a buck ninety nine. Give this to AJ for his PS4 packs. No, but thank you for the dollar ninety nine. <laughs> Give him the chicken nuggets then. Come on. Yeah, he gets nothing from me. He gets nothing. Um. Owen says Empire Strikes Back or Force Awakens. Empire well, you would say Force Awakens. Empire. Well, here's the thing. I know, I know Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Like, it By is far. On, a, on a technical level, it is the best of all of them. But The Force Awakens is just everything about that movie, like, hit every single note I needed it to. You know what's right. funny? To be I, like, I'm one of the many people who loved it when it came out, but then in repeated viewings, I saw the movie four times in theaters. I never saw movies that many times in theaters before. Yeah. By the fourth time, I was like, okay, this is a little excessive. But I love popcorn. And it's funny because now I see more than back then the criticism about it being beat by beat a soft reboot, basically, like a soft remake or whatever you want to call it, of episode four. Right? Because you hit a lot of the same notes. Right. And I wasn't but... the biggest fan of the Ray character. But uh, it's still fun. It's still a fun rump, as they used to say it in the. But the thing about it, because I, I think I watched the same amount of times as you in theaters, I realized that they they used that structure to not only like bring Star Wars back to the way we remember it after the prequels, but it's it's telling a story about Star Wars using the structure of Star Wars. Right. The whole movie on a on a meta level is about Star Wars and its place in popular culture, its relationship with its fans, 
and how the how the new fear for when Han Solo comes out or like around that month. I do not yeah, this is this is something I've been to- toiling with, especially since the Last Jedi came out, because it's all like the Last Jedi, for all of its differences, continues the meta textual trend that the Force Awakens started. Master to to bias or. That's I think that's saying that right. Uh, what's your favorite film trilogy? Which we talk about a lot. Yes, trilogy. It is. It is the original Star Wars. The original Star Wars trilogy. And uh, number two is Back to the Future. Of course, yes. I knew you were gonna say that. Number three is now the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah. Trilogy. The Dark Knight trilogy. Very what about you? Very Do you agree with this? I agree one hundred percent. I uh, right. most of my English I learn, and this is not an exaggeration. I learned through watching uh, Back to the Future back to back repeatedly. I would watch that entire trilogy multiple times a month like the the vhs got worn down and a lot of like my english like i picked up a lot of english when i moved to canada i i couldn't understand it really well i wasn't fluent right like yeah. the i sounded a little bit like borat when i was uh when i first came here but everything that i did know was from watching back to the future so many times like i remember when uh jurassic park came out on uh, home video my dad was like, okay, we can finally set Back to the Future aside because this is going to be the one you're going to be watching. I'm like, nah, nah, we should buy another VCR. Like, watch both at the same time. Uh, I'm going to take a few more. Oh, we got okay. some super We chats. got a whole bunch. Flip says, ha, Bob's a noob. I refer. I, I guess he's referring to um, uh, me saying Rogue One is yeah. like amazing. A lot of people don't think... When that came out... It was unanimous. Unanimous. That's really the thing good. about the Star Wars movies. Like when they first come out, everybody loves them, and then like slowly but surely, people are starting to turn. Except for the Last Jedi, people turn on that mighty quickly. Yeah, that, I understand. I wasn't a fan people... of that movie at all. In fact, I think one of the the most viewed videos on my channel is me just crapping all over that movie. I think it was just a little less good than the other ones. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't understand though. Also, that was a six dollar ninety cent super chat. Yeah. Thank you, Flip. So everybody complained that the Force Awakens was too similar to the to the original Star Wars. Then The Last Jedi comes out, and everybody's complaining that it's too different from Star Wars. Well, it's two extremes, right? Like, one is basically the same script, and the other is such a, a far departure from it. Like, There's a there's a great video on uh, Patrick Willem's channel about what we want from Star Wars, and, he, and he, point, he points to the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. And he says, like, pretty much everybody's saying that they want that. Right. But that's not a movie. That's a, that's a moment in a movie. it could have been. You know that's why? That's a climax because of a movie. It could have been. Can't, you can't make an entire movie... A moment, but I, I feel like it like, could like that uh, Rennick character. Why couldn't that be Vader? That's a character we care about. Yeah, well, well, I I think Vader worked in that movie best because he was like a shock moment. It was like, yeah. oh my god, look what's happening. Yeah, yeah. 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 but that's that's a hard. That's a, like, even a hard in all the other even in all of the other Star Wars movies, Vader is in it in small bits, and he's incredibly intimidating because he's only there for small bits. Right, you know. And in the prequels, he was all over those movies. Yeah. I mean, not Vader, but Anakin. Wait, yeah. And that was terrible. Yeah. yeah Speaking but- of which, uh, Burgundy Burnouts with the two dollars super chat. Okay, time to start a riot. Favorite is episode three. Yikes. Uh, it was the yeah, best one of a pile of crap, but that's like saying like that this bit here is a little less, you know. Crap. I really hate the prequels. Like, really. I, uh, the prequels? I've learned to accept them. I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, I'm sorry, Will, go ahead. I was saying, like I've learned to accept them. I don't hate, like love them. I don't hate them. I don't. Th- I actually don't think they're the worst movies. Like if like you give me a list of like the ten worst movies I've ever seen, none of them would go on there. Right. Um. 
But yeah, no, I would never tell somebody. Oh, you know, what you should watch Attack of the Clones. Oh God, we, we need is... to ra- we need to wrap this up. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're going like two hours Gr- now. Holy Grim Hain, this is the last one I'm going to read. See if you can okay. pick one. Well, all right. Grim Hain says, if you could bring any game to the Switch from any system, what game would it be? I want Mario Maker, and you knew that. <laughs> but you're gonna get that, I'm sure. I want a GTA Five. GTA Five, I completely understand. That I, would, yeah, I think Rockstar is playing around with something. Yeah, but I, I don't know so if they're gonna too. release it. I hope. I mean, GTA Five, like on a portable system, dude, I would be all over that. Yeah. Oh my god, please. God. I feel like, I feel like they would bring GTA Five, but um, yeah, I think they're just like keeping it quiet for now. I'll wait. I don't uh, mind. I had one, then I lost it. Well, Tuffy's got one for you. All right. I'm. Where is it? <laughs> oh, it's about Legion. You don't watch Legion. I don't watch Legion. Never mind. <laughs> um, one more. Let's pick one more here. Okay. Everybody's just talking about Star Wars. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know what? Forget it. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us as always. Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the live show, we always put it up again as an archive version that you can watch on Thursday on demand whenever you want. And if you prefer to listen to us rather than look at us, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play in an audio version. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, be sure to subscribe, rate us, and review us because that helps us with placement on all of those respective stores. Izzy. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Oh, welcome. Uh, thank you so I much. I love you. Yes. for having Big stupid face. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for having guys. And I can. I finally met Will officially now. Here he is. Yes. We, we need to talk more about how great the Alien movies are. Yes, I agree. Yeah, link to your channels in the description. Yes, all down there somewhere. You got a lot of 3DS videos. Yes. I have quite a few. For some reason. You know what? It's what people... I, I'm sure you experienced this when you started talking about the Switch. You noticed that people are clicking more, right? Like, they, that's what... Right. It seems it's, it's what works on your channel. I'm noticing the same thing. When I do... I do videos on a bunch of different subjects, but the ones on portables and the 3DS specifically... See, how can I not love this thing, man? It's bringing the views. It's, it's, uh, it's keeping the lights on here. Dude, you have that, like, in your pocket, like, ready to go. Yeah. It's, like, always here. Like, in your little fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. Uh, also, 99 Vitas, which link is also in the description. Yes. If you have PlayStation Plus, it's free. You just Check click on it and download. Absolutely. Just buy, buy my game, buy my game, please. It's it's free. <laughs> what, what are you waiting for? I am going to be on twitch.tv slash BobWolf in a few minutes to stream me drawing the thumbnail. It's going to be quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow, I'm not going to do a Twitch stream. I was originally going to. I'm not going to do it because I got to get ready for PAX. Right. Um, and then I will be at PAX. Yes. Uh, there will be a... Uh, a Saturday at 3 p.m. at the Screenwave booth. I will be there. Come hang out with me there. Uh, and on Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Twitch booth or stage, whatever you want to call it, uh, on the show floor, I will be talking with Greg Miller and Joey Noel about community management. Uh, so join us there. Also, again, subscribe to Izzy's channel. Yes, please do that. Uh, Izzy, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me. This is, this is a blast. Everybody else, goodbye. Bye. Izzy, say goodbye. Bye.